digging where you were on the on the camera. Uh, but I am now at Backside of Town. Ape. Oh, we're running, we're running mono mono ears. Well, a little weird, a little disconcerting. Yeah, we're kind of we're kicking it old school. Kicking it old school because we're gonna try to try to make the uh, the camera run the way I want it to run properly. Yeah, actually, we're, we're actually gonna release this uh, on uh, eight track. On eight track? Yeah. It's gonna be one hundred percent eight track. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then we'll remaster it on on uh, cassette tape. Doing a few different uh, a few different uh, an attempt at a few different things, mm-hmm. but um, what's the what's the line about? Was it um, Danny Pudi, Abed, when he's he's playing the Sherlock Holmesy kind of character? They're doing the uh, the Law and Order thing on. Oh Canadian. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, it's like I'm I'm gifted in other ways. Like he can't tell time. Mm-hmm. He can't tell time, but when they call him on, he's like, I'm gifted in other ways. In other ways, yeah. Because people are gifted in other ways. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know what I've been watching a lot of. What's that? Uh, I'm not sure if uh, I'm pretty sure you know what this is. Um, if you remember the um, the ambiguously gay duo, the old uh, the, the what's it called, the Saturday Night Live yeah. Robert Michael. Yeah, that I've was been, excellent. I've been watching it like nonstop, and uh, it is one of the funniest things I've, I've ever seen. On it's one of the funniest things on SNL ever. They used to do great stuff like that. Like yeah. SNL had so many great little skit. Yeah, the, cutaways. Yeah, because like the, it was a. Uh, I guess it's, it was Ace and Gary. I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you just saw it. Ace is the kid. Yeah, you know, it's Ace and Gary, and they're, they're the two. Uh, and it was like it was like a Batman because they they molded it after the the old Batman uh, cartoon back in the. Well, it's the Adam West yeah. cartoon version. Yeah. So like, of yeah. the Adam West TV live action. Yeah. So the, it was that that kind of style. Yeah. And it was um very and, simple animation. Yeah, very simple. But it's um and they use some of this like the, some of the characters look like they were from uh, Spider Man and his Amazing Friends. Yep. And um. And they, some some of the and Ace because they were voiced by uh, I think Ace was uh, Stephen yes Ace was Stephen one of them was Stephen Colbert yeah yeah and the other one was Steve Carell the Batman was Colbert yeah and the, well the kid was Carell yeah and the psychic was uh, was uh, Steve Carell oh no way yeah man and, he really weaned his voice up for that huh yeah and uh, what was it uh, yeah I was I was watching because um, some of them there was uh, the safety tips one I was watching the other day that one was so funny like he was it was hilarious. The and, car, yeah, and it's always like good job, and then you always pat some guy on the ass, <laughs> and it's a close up, yeah, of like a nice butt pat, yeah, a little butt pat, yeah, and the car was like, um, it's a uh, dick, it's, it's a cotton balls, yeah, it's a dick with with, with balls on it, it's it, it's it's um, it's peach colored because they said you couldn't be flesh colored because yeah. it just just so it would pass the ratings, and. Uh, and the also, way it would uh, rev up and take off. Yeah, and if it, if they had to like get it inside somewhere, they're like, oh, just reverse and go in. Reverse. So it's tunnels. Like, yeah, tunnels, and just go in. They're like, oh, we can't get in there. Okay, we'll lubricate it. <laughs> it's brilliant, man. The shit that show could get away with. It was amazing. It was incredible. Yeah, and man, like they they never really pushed the envelope hard. I would say like post maybe like uh like ninety five ninety six when it came to the live action stuff. Mm-hmm. But a little shit like that was always edgy. Yeah, it was. There was a um, and there was one. There was that one called the ex presidents. It said like yep. the, the, it was they, like Carter, uh, Clinton, Reagan, and uh, Ford. Was it Ford? Yeah, yeah. And they were the like superheroes. Yeah, they were the superheroes. And Reagan was like the he was like Professor X, and uh, he was the head of it. And then uh, I think this, the one that I saw was um, uh, when they were was, they were trying to hunt down Osama bin Laden. And uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. And then the ambiguously gay duo shows. It, this, it was just, it was unbelievable. They're all Smigel creations, right? Oh yeah, they're, it's insane. How Triumph, funny it was. Uh, Insult Comic Dog. Triumph, yep. <clears throat> God, Legendary so good stuff. Yep. 
Oh man, that was so funny. I was watching it the other day and I just I almost like fell on the floor. I fell on the floor laughing. There was you know why? I mean that that style resonates with us too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as kids, yep. Super Friends was still on. Like we were getting a lot of reruns of that. Mm-hmm. Uh like you said, Amazing uh, Spider Man is Amazing Friends. Yeah. That was big. Yeah. Like those cartoon, that look of it, Scooby Doo when they had Batman and Robin in it. Yeah, kind fucking, of, we hate that oh, shit. Oh yeah, like that, that, that kind of Hanna Barbera kind of style. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. I yeah. love that stuff. And then when you got like somebody else who kind of hits that tone, but then makes it funny to our age group, yeah. where it's like a lot of like you know gay humor, potty humor, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It's just it's fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, and it's 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 the thing is too is like they how this this the simple the, the simpler the animation was, yeah. the more um uh, <laughs> the more funny it was. Like every time there was a gay gesture or like a homophobic gesture, yeah, yeah. Uh, they just milked it, and it just looks uh, um. And just the seriousness on their on their face when they would uh, uh when they say when they would say like when they would like, there would there be an act where like they would do something something homoerotic to each other, uh, but then uh, they'd be like they'd... like didn't his belt shoot like one of the like the kid right was it was Gary's the younger one or yeah, Ace yeah, yeah although, like yeah. his belt shoots but he had to get behind him and like charge it yeah because they'd be holding each other like this and then everyone would look at them and then they, the, the classic line would always be what are you guys looking at. And then they, they, even like even the supervillains would be like nothing, it's okay. It's a little <laughs> yeah. awkward. Yeah, like, I, I, well, they don't want to draw attention to it. Oh yeah, they're ambiguously gay, yeah. but it's still wrong to make fun of gay people. Exactly. So the yeah. the even the bad guys are like, I hey, just just do what you got to do, man. Didn't they have a cartwheel thing where it was basically a sixty nine? Yeah, <laughs> do a cartwheel and they oh, would yeah. like kick everybody out there. Yeah. So if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, ambiguously, ambiguously the ambiguously gay duo. Great theme song. Yeah. Too. Uh, yeah. Oh, unbelievable gay theme song. Yeah. Incredible theme song. <laughs> yeah. And they're all yeah, and they're all on YouTube. You can watch them. Yeah. Man, that's awesome, man. I don't know why they don't move that to Adult Swim. They could do a, a complete series out of that show. Easily. Okay, very easily. It's it's really well animated. Like It's like Venture Brothers. It's got that kind of look to it. Yeah. It'd be easy to do because like, it's all simple background animations, but still really cool looking. Yeah, the um, uh, whether it would fly today or not. In yeah. today's climate? Who knows? Who knows, right? I mean, it wasn't really like a it's homophobic. Not a, it's, not it's not homophobic. It's not homophobic at all. It's more like people are just afraid to say, like, these guys are gay. Well, nobody wants to call them on it because they don't know if it's right or wrong to yeah. do so. And and they're, and they're superheroes. Man, they'd get would they get canceled? I don't know. Who knows? Who I mean, would it even make it to the? Well, the thing is, the thing is too is that it's still like you could put them on Adult Swim if people don't like it, you can just take them off. But it's on the it's on YouTube. You can watch it. They're getting views. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. the comments are are current. Oh yeah, like there there's actually um there was a there was a a behind the scenes thing about the, the making of a current mm-hmm. one, and actually they interview uh, Robert Smigel, the animator. Producers, writers, uh, Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell, and yeah, they, yeah. they talk. They talk about the entire show. It's 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 so it it it's such a brilliantly written, simple, funny show. A lot of that stuff was. I mean, if you TV Funhouse was amazing. If yeah. TV Funhouse is great. If you yeah. look at how well produced it was, while still looking like a piece of crap, mm-hmm. like it, it's kind of like the idea is we're gonna make it look dumb and juvenile, yeah, but we're gonna be really intelligent about how we write it. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's that's why it's got staying power, right? Oh yeah, the um, just, <clears throat> like just the simple things where someone would be like just behind the person and just rubbing them or giving them massages yeah. or like doing the Heimlich maneuver or whatever it was. Awkward it was, massage. It, just, yeah, it was just it was just so it's just so funny. Like it, um, and just the the look is like, what are you guys looking at? And then mm. yeah, then the supervillains would be like they're like Brainiac or whatever. They'll be like nothing. Their version of Brainiac, yeah. like really hardcore world destroying superheroes. Yeah. Gorilla Grodd. Yep. Fucking Lex Luthor. Yeah, like Dark Side, Beastman from He Man. Yeah, uh, that uh, big, that big ice creature from uh, from Spider Man's Amazing Friends. Uh, uh, not look at anything. Yeah, they're like oh nothing. They're like they're, they're gay. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're gay, right? Everybody sees that, right? It's like, well, 
I don't know. They're yeah. just living their life, man. Yeah, I like when they, I like when they attacked that big that big uh, ice creature, and the way they kill, killed him was they, they flew right into his ass. <laughs> brutal stuff. Unbelievable. Fucking brutal stuff. Yeah, that would. No, I don't know if that would fly today. That would just wouldn't make it. Um, it would. Uh, it would certainly. It would. It would garner a lot of attention. I, would I guess. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it would. Mm-hmm. It would. Uh, it would really. It would. It would definitely for right or wrong. It would definitely yeah. get a lot of attention. But who knows? I think. I mean. If you bring in uh, a diverse writing team, and you bring in like some gay people, like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel forced. Yeah, you bring in like com- comedians, comics, writers, whatever. Yeah, producers, directors, whoever they are, mm-hmm. and they can just like you know just still be funny about it, and see if it flies. It'll fly. Yeah, like the thing is, um, you wouldn't want it to be compromised by like bringing in like uh, like people who are going to be offended by it. And exactly. To, and so like you used to be like you know, just just put it out there and be like you know if people still like it that's great. Yeah. If not, um, it's a uh, you know, it's it's a, you know, it's it it belongs in the past, like where where it was like it's a, where, it's a product where, of its era. Yeah, it's a product of its era. Where it was allowed to be um, on the edge. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's the that's that fine line thing, right? Yeah. Like, it, there's the offense comes in when people say like it's that lived experience, like you haven't lived it, so you can't really understand what it is. Yeah. So, but if you bring people in there who have a lived experience, who can still make it fun, yeah, make it funny. I, I say by all means go nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean if it does tell a little bit more of a story as well yeah. that makes you like realize maybe maybe what Gary and Ace's motivations are mm-hmm. or maybe why they cannot be openly gay or make it a make it a product of its era yeah. today so maybe it takes place in 1995 yeah like yeah like but I, it's from today yeah like you can like i think that my my whole thing would be like yo don't like don't uh like don't add anything to it to make it uh, apologetic yeah. it has to be like to say like okay you know what they're they're doing this because mm-hmm. uh, we're okay, we have to put this in here because um, t- today's youth is going to be like offended by it, or they're going to people yeah. are going to get triggered by it. I would say just like as it was, make it today, and then just see whoever responds to whoever it. responds yeah. to it. But th- the thing is also is that um, it's um, back. It's the, the the subject matter was better back then than it is today. You mean like the things they would be uh, fighting against? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it's just funnier. Like like today would be like, hey, what would you be? Like I, I, was, I guess it's up to the writer, right? But like uh, back then, like just um, President Reagan leading it, like the ex presidents to, to find Osama bin Laden, and the gay the gay duo gets involved. And yeah, they, yeah. they have to. Like, it's just. Well, like, I mean, it's, it's a it, weird premise, right? Like yeah. Reagan clearly does not understand homosexuality. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like a, a hardcore Republican like leading that group, and it, it was just it, it just the way they they did it was just amazing. Granted, like, Reagan was an actor during the Rock Hudson era. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe he did understand homosexuality. Who knows? Maybe uh, yeah. Reagan and The Rock Reagan had something Rock. going on. Yeah. Reagan and The Rock. There's a show. Yeah. There's a fucking TV show right there. <laughs> Reagan and The Rock. Rock Hudson. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Party in the West Wing. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Speaking of, uh, of of you know, the whole lived experience thing, have you heard the, the voice for the new Cleveland Brown on Family Guy? No. They hired this kid who is fucking brilliant. It's not just like he's kind of good at it. He's extremely good at it because he hits it. Um, I think it was uh, Alex Sulkin, who's a producer, and Richard Appel, who's the other producer. Mm-hmm. The two of them kind of got together and found this dude. They cast a pretty wide net. They went nuts and said, like, who can we get to bring this character in, or are we going to retire the character altogether? Yeah. Because uh, Mike Henry was the, the current voice. Yeah. But instead, they went through and found this, uh, it's like a leaf, uh, uh, like a keel or something like that. I can't remember exactly what his name is. But he's not just a kid who can do the voice like the the kid who does the Optimus Prime voice on the Netflix show. Yeah. He's an actor first. 
So he understands how to make the character fun mm-hmm. and funny. And he puts a lot of like the, the tonal changes that Mike Henry would get in there. Yeah. Where Cleveland will be up here and then be like way down here. Like he had that weird kind of thing where he jumps around. Mm-hmm. He does the voice so well, but he acts the character really well. Oh, that's good. And Cleveland is, he's back, man. Oh, that's and good. It's like, it's kind of like those those positive stories where they didn't go and just try to, try to appeal to like uh, the Adi Shankar thing. It was like, get rid of Apu, he's gone. Yeah. It's like, and if you're going to get him, get us, get somebody else. No accents, none of this, none of that. Mm-hmm. Instead, like, no, we're going to bring in somebody who can embody the character, mm-hmm. who can act the character, mm-hmm. and give us the performance that we need instead of just like, you know, appeasing an audience by hiring a black guy. Yeah. So no, they got this kid who is just spot on. It's so, it, it just feels good. Yeah, that, yeah that's, the other weird thing is that, that, with that guy who tried to get, uh, who got, um, what's his face canceled? Apu canceled. Apu, uh, Kandabalu and Adi Shankar. Yeah, like, what, like, um, are you happy? No, like, are, no, no. I mean, not you, them. Like, somebody should ask him. Are you really happy? Yeah, like, well, yeah. What did are you, you really happy? Yeah, what did you do? Like, what, uh, like, what did you account? Like, no one, no one respects what you did. Even if, like, I don't. I don't. Like, I don't. I don't feel. I never felt like Apu was a caricature, like a, a caricature never. or an insult. No, I always felt like he was representative. Even yeah. though he was voiced by a white guy, mm-hmm. it never felt like a fuck you. It never felt like this is what we think of you people. Yeah, like Apu was never they they never like did said anything about Indian culture that was bad. It was always fun or funny, yeah, or or representative of yeah, what we think. Exactly. They they, they and sometimes if they if you nail stereo if you nail stereotypes the the if you nail stereotypes your fa- the, the fans of that show get the st- they're like yeah you know what that's that's totally <laughs> true yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's totally true yeah, yeah. so like um. They, they they just tried to they well, their problem I mean maybe they maybe they didn't appreciate the comedy of Apu. I I think what happened is you got people who are deeply affected by racism in their life, and they're just like throwing fingers out to everybody who they think is like making fun of them. Yeah. I, I feel like Kondabalu and these guys maybe I don't know maybe somebody made fun of his name. He's mm-hmm. a dumpy little brown brown dude. Yeah, like that's as, as not a dumpy brown. Oh, you know, partially dumpy brown guy. Yeah, I'm saying he's a dumpy looking brown guy. Yeah. And I think he was probably a pretty easy target. Yeah, you know, I bet you his parents. Oh were, yeah, he probably got picked on in school. Yeah, and, picked on. Yeah. Whereas like I can't say the same for us because like my dad was a goddamn pirate. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I mean, he was a cowboy boot wearing. Like bar fighter, mm-hmm. so for me, like we we were taught to stand up for yourself. Yeah, he had my dad ran a convenience store. Mm-hmm. I would walk into the convenience store sometimes and see somebody get thrown into a display case because mm-hmm. they called my dad a packy. Mm-hmm. My dad was not a small human being. Yeah, so he would just toss guys in display cases. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the, the um uh, yeah I, I just don't uh, so different experiences different experiences yeah like, and power. He mm-hmm. also has the power to do an editorial and create a show and Eddie Shankar is a film producer. Mm-hmm. So they've got money and power to be like, no, we'll show them. Yeah. That's how I feel personally about no, it. No, no, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's, uh, um, it's, the thing is too, is that it, it, it almost renders, uh, like, like Simpsons has so many characters that they, yeah. they could draw upon. Right. But like same time, it's like, um, uh, like Apu wasn't like he, it's not like he, I needed him in this, in the show to like, no. he, but he was such a He's, he was such a great character. Like, uh, like he was a he, capable Indian. Yeah, he was hilarious. Like he's, yeah. um, um, you know, he was. Uh, he owns his own business. Yeah. Uh, he carried a shotgun. Yeah, carried a shotgun. He, like, he was. He had so many golden moments. Like he was one of the main straws of that 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 stirred that drink. So yeah, man, it's a real bummer. Like I feel bad for Hank Azaria because I don't think he ever had any intention to no. be like a like a fuck you. I don't think he ever had any intention to be like, this is what we think of brown people. Yeah. I think it was like, this is probably somebody who represents a character that Matt Groening knew growing up. Yep. 
who was like, oh, you got that I, one I, guy. Actually, I think it was Hank Azaria. Someone, Hank Azaria knew that. Uh, could be. Yeah, mm-hmm. Could he, be. He right? said it was, it was voiced after someone he knew. He knew. Yeah. So it could have been one of those things. Where it's like, you know, we knew a guy who was like, he owned a convenience store. He got robbed a bunch of times and he always came into work. Yeah. I bet he you, never took a lot of shit. Yeah. I bet you those two guys, like, every time they hear someone like imitate an East Indian accent, they're just like, it just reminded them of like some horror story that they, uh, yeah. that they lived through. And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know what? Oh, that's on TV now. That's represented in a character that's actually really famous. So yeah, yeah. they're just shitting on East Indian culture. We're like, no, 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 no. I don't think they are. No. I, I don't buy that whole... Like, I don't buy it at all. There was a, a part in the documentary. I didn't really watch the whole thing. I saw, like, I kind of danced around. Because I was getting... I was, well, I'll admit that I was watching I, it. I was I was getting angry watching it. I was like, I just turned yeah, it off. I was getting annoyed watching yeah. it because I felt like they were really grasping at things. Now, there are some genuine uh, criticisms of representation that they have. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot that they're just like kind of grasping at. Like they're trying to make the whole thing about patanking. Yeah. Like, you know, putting on an accent to talk about things, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And well, what about the fucking Big Bang Theory guy? Yeah. Because I don't think that's his real voice. And no, that's that a brown guy, guy yeah. on a show. Like you're, I mean, yeah, I get it. You're, are you trying to represent that you're a brown guy who's intelligent from India uh, representing that that demographic comes over here and comes to school and kind of like outclasses and outsmarts white guys. Yeah. That's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you being a brown guy are creating a stereotype that we're just smart guys who come from a different place and outsmart everybody else. Yeah. We can't be anything else. Yeah. That, that, and you're making a voice too. Oh, yeah. That, I don't know. I just, uh, that just, that's, uh, that whole thing irritated me. You know? Yeah. Like, to I, me, that's I, a bigger insult. Yeah. And it's like the, um, and yeah, and like as Apu's character, like, uh, as like the, the character grew, got married, had kids, and then we saw- like, Hot wife. Hot, yeah. Great kids. Yeah. We had, they had like eight kids. It, 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 but it was like, like we, we like, at some, like, he was relatable to everybody in some form or fashion. Yeah. Like every East Indian person, they're like, yeah, you know what? That's totally true. Yeah, we 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 went through that or, um, anything like so that like, he, he drove a Trans Am. Like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, he had the uh, the what's it called, the the, the brother yeah. who was like a always clubbing. Yeah, <laughs> he had the brother. I mean, the the only joke that I think was that was maybe insulting when it came to Apu mm-hmm. wasn't even a joke on Apu. It was a joke on his brother mm-hmm. that when you walk to the bar and he's at Sanjay. like the. Sanjay, when he's yeah. got the big open neck uh, shirt, the medallion, yeah. his hair is combed, and it says, you must be this swarthy to enter. <laughs> like, that's a little, that's borderline racist yeah. right there. Like, swarthy is, if people don't know, swarthy is what people would call, like, greasy, dark-skinned greasy, dark-skinned people. Skin, yeah. And they have to be kind of swarthy, and those people in bars are, like, a problem. Mm-hmm. The 70s, basically, like, uh, Scarface. Good yeah. example, right? Mm-hmm. Like, here's a guy, he's a, like, why are we not shitting on Pacino for playing a Cuban? Yeah. Where's all the outrage there? Yeah. It's like, where's all the outrage on, on Pacino? Why have exactly. we not talked about that at all? Mm-hmm. Like, for I said it from the, the second they talked about remaking The Lion King, the original Lion King is blackface. Mm-hmm. It's like 90% blackface. Yeah. You got James Earl Jones and uh, I can't even remember her name, uh, the Queen, were the same king and queen from Coming to America. Yeah. They played the king and queen and they were black mm-hmm. and everybody else is white. Yeah. Everybody else, except, uh, what's her name? Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Okay, she's black. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is white. Everybody else is white, yeah. Cheech is playing a Mexican-sounding hyena mm-hmm. in the middle of Africa. Yeah. That's even worse. That's oh. even worse, man. He's he's a Mexican blackface. Yeah. And then the the, the guy that... who And who's his, uh, um, the person he goes to, to for advice? That parrot? Oh, that, that, yeah. Uh, Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. Mr. Bean? Yeah. yeah British. Yeah. <laughs> Was that? British. Yeah, British guy. But, I mean, which would have been kind of... I think is maybe the only accurate casting in the entire thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rafiki. Uh, Robert Guillaume yeah. was Rafiki. Yeah. So you had Benson playing Rafiki. So that's pretty accurate as well. Yeah. But Rowan Atkinson would have been a British guy. Yeah. He would have been the guy who's trying to like keep all the shit together. Nerdy little white British. Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, that, man, Lion King was, that, I, I tried to like, 
I watched the first five minutes of that uh, the remake, yeah. the newest one, that the live action. It's one. hard to watch, isn't it? It's, it's impo- you, you, there's no there's no point in watching it. What's the point of watching it? You've already got a better version, mm-hmm. and there's no expressions in this one. No, like there's no expressive facial animation. No, it's just animals, and no. uh, so uh, and creepy animals. Yeah, they, it's they, uncanny valley. Yeah, all, there's, all yeah, yeah there's, there's no like emotion in their eyes. They're just <laughs> animals. Like whereas like it's not fun. No. No, it's like like why would you just watch the original? Yeah, you get to see it like a. Uh, I don't want to see computer like, like computer animation should be there to like enhance things, right? Mm-hmm. Not be made out of it because it just it just it just sucks you right out of it. You know what happened is they did Jungle Book really well, and they thought they could recreate that because if you watch yeah. Jungle Book, Jungle Book is good. Yeah. It's actually really well done. Yeah. But you had like a, a master behind the camera, mm-hmm. like John Favreau. That guy's a fucking gift to modern filmmaking. Yeah, he's great. He doesn't get... I don't think he gets enough credit for the stuff that he does, but that uh, that Jumanji sequel he did, mm-hmm. the, the first one, Zathura, whatever, the one in space, mm-hmm. he did that. I mean, uh, Iron Man, like, that guy can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, and he's... Really uh, well. Yeah, he's gonna... He's probably gonna be the... He's gonna be the mastermind uh, behind, like, a lot of Star Wars stuff coming out now. Too, I think so, so right? Because he was kind of, like, the guy who... He's a. The, I don't know if he's a showrunner behind the Mandalorian. He is. That's kind of yeah. his baby. I think, I think he is. Yeah. I yeah. think that's his baby. Yeah. And I think also, you know, he's he's responsible <coughs> for getting Bill Burr on uh, Mandalorian season one. Getting out of town. Yeah, because he's him and Bill Burr are friends, and but he, he said he asked Bill Burr, and he's like, I know how much you hate Star Wars. He's like, Why don't you just come on for one? Episode? Why don't you just come on, just try it out. And he's <laughs> that's like, That's awesome. Yeah. Bill Burr is so good. Yeah. Dude, you caught you caught his SNL, I'm assuming, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We well, talked about it last episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. That guy is a uh, he is. He he does this. Th- I don't know if he if he knows he's doing it, but well, clearly he does. But I don't know if he knows it by what it is, like that that neuro linguistic programming type of thing. Yeah, where he can he he tells these like jokes to get you on his side, and then he fucking stabs you in the liver. Yeah. with something else. And you're like, oh, we were friends. Why? Mm-hmm. And then he pulls it out and cleans the wound and takes you to a hospital. Yeah. Like, we're friends again. Oh yeah. And he just man, he just did that in a master class on SNL. Yeah, it was great. Like I remember he went uh, yeah, like the like as soon as he mentioned uh uh like he started out with the covid thing yeah. and then obviously then he just rolled right into uh Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. New York's back baby. New York's back baby. Well, I mean like people don't get it. He's not talking about punching Rick Moranis. Everybody loves Rick Moranis. Yeah. He's talking about like we don't care who you are. Exactly. How we're going to yeah, smack in the mouth. Yeah, how mean New York City is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old school 70s era fuck you New York. Yeah, there's um, uh, there's this one comedian. He looks like he's uh, kind of like Jewish and Spanish put together. Uh, he's a kind of an, he has that one show with the Kosh Singh, that, that that brown comedian. Oh, um, Schultz. Yeah, Schultz. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Schultz. Yeah, Andrew Schultz. Yeah. Like that guy. Yeah, he has... does the great YouTube stuff or uh, Instagram. Turn your phone a sec. I want to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, really good. Yeah, he's a good comedian. I, you know, what I what I don't like when comedians do is that when they when they when they break comedy down into like. Uh, it's nuances and like. Uh, oh, I love it. You do? I really love it. I, there's certain comedians I don't mind when they do it. Yeah, because I do that. <laughs> I just did it. Yeah, like I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind with you. I don't know why. It is. It's like uh, when they, but when they do too much of a deep dive, it's like, um, like, like I love it when like if I if I see like Bill Burns and Jerry Seinfeld do it because they mm-hmm. can talk about the the they can talk about like the real history of like com- comics, right? But then, yeah, yeah. but when you get behind techniques and like all that stuff, it just it, I'm just like, oh my god, this is so boring. I'm like, well, that's that's like behind the scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can understand. Yeah. I see. I've written a bit, so like, I I love it because mm-hmm. I love the idea of of taking somebody on that weird journey. Mm-hmm. Or like I just said, right? The we're friends. I'm gonna stab you, but I'll clean the wound. Let's go for a drink. Yeah, because I I think my my whole thing is that I think my big problem is that when they they when they I don't mind when they I guess I should say I don't mind when they do it, but when they 
when they when they break it down to the point where like, hey, do you actually really think that that's the person the way that that person actually thought it would be? Because mm-hmm. when a lot of people when they do that and they actually interview the comedian, I've seen it so many times when they he goes, were you thinking like this? And you break it down like all this stuff, right? And then the comedian's yeah. like, no, that's no. Not, that, that's not what I was thinking at all. No, I just thought dogs are funny. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how much like. Then I question a little. Then after that, I'm like, wait. Then I question that comedian. I'm like, wait, wait. Okay, how funny are you? How, how like, where's the intelligence behind your comedy? Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there are some people who might not get it. Yeah, and for sure. But I think when it comes to comedy, especially, I love the deep dive because I think because that, that's why I like I, I like uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. Like that's yeah. for me. That's that's what that's I really like. good. That's what I enjoy. Oh, one of the great ones of that one is when um, what's his name breaks down his jokes. Um. God, it's one of the earlier ones. Why am I drawing a blank? I saw my, him actually, bomb. One of my favorite ones was Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx with, is really good. Jerry Seinfeld was hilarious. His is really good. Yeah. Um, Brian Regan. Yeah, Brian yeah. Regan's episode mm-hmm. is incredible. Because yeah. I saw I saw an episode. I don't know if we talked about it on an earlier episode of Comedians and Cars, but he talked about bombing it just for laughs one time. Or somebody did. About when he came on stage, started his joke, it immediately felt wrong. He walked off stage and came back to do it again. Mm-hmm. Felt wrong, so he did it again. And the audience is like, "Are is this the bit or what's going on here?" Yeah. And I've had I've watched friends bomb. <clears throat> I've watched them like come back from it, mm-hmm. using that that say like techniques. Yeah. Techniques to get the audience on your side, but making them think like, "What's going on here? Yeah. Is this guy a psychopath or does he suck?" Mm-hmm. Ah, he's a psychopath. Okay, we're friends. So I really do like it. And talking funny mm-hmm. with um, Louis C.K., Seinfeld, yeah, yeah. Chris Rock, and uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, like I, I like I like when when it's a roundtable discussion. I love it. Yeah, I love it. But uh, when I was watching Shaw, like like. He's he's a good stand-up comedian. I'm not, I'm not doubting that. And yeah. uh, and Akash Singh is. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he's. People don't know. Yeah, how good that guy that guy's, is. He's that guy's really, really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think when when he does it, it's just like it's too much of a deep dive, and I'm like, I just feel like he's grasping at straws a little hmm. bit. Um, but uh, then again, he's a stand-up comedian. I'm not. So he I will I will know. let it slide with a guy like that because I know how good he is. Mm-hmm. So I think like he might actually be looking at. Yeah, I just I just, I don't know why. It's just the way he does it. I'm just yeah. like I'm like I'm like ah, oh, you're just. He oh. is not everybody's cup of tea, though. No, he's not. Like, he is, uh, There, there's a lot of stuff he says, where I'm like, this guy is really, like, to me, Andrew Schultz is a lot in that same area as um, uh, Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with a lot what you say, mm-hmm. but a lot of what you say is stupid and shut up. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, ah, maybe I agree with that, too. Yeah. But shut your fucking mouth, dummy. Yeah, he's, uh, for me, it's like, I can, I, I don't think I could watch a whole set of his, um, or if I saw a special, I'd be like, I, 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 I've, I've never seen a full, a, a full thing of his, of his, uh, a full set that he's done. Yeah, I don't I, think I've I, seen an hour. Yeah, I've never seen an hour yeah. of his. Like, a cautious thing, I could watch it, I could watch him, like, cause he's, uh, cause you could see the, the, the true anger behind him. Yeah, he's yeah. a quiet angry. Yeah, he's a, he's like, and I, oh, not a quiet, he's a secret angry. Yeah, cause he's a product of his environment, because, yeah, yeah. because, because of his, his Indian heritage. Yeah, yeah. But, uh. Um, yeah, but 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 Akash Singh, yeah. If you haven't heard of him, definitely check him out. He's, he's really awesome. good. He's awesome. He's really good. Yeah. Um, they've been doing like a few things together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they have a, like a podcast or a show together now too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Schultz just kind of took off. I'll yeah. tell you the hour that I did see. Finally saw. I don't know how I missed it. I saw Chappelle's Sticks and Stones last night. Oh yeah. What'd you think? Of that? <laughs> it's brilliant. It's awesome. It's so good. I I don't know why. I think like because he did. Four specials in a row there. Mm-hmm. So I thought he did like the hour, and then he did that two back to back. So I always thought Sticks and Stones was just the um, the first time I met OJ. I thought it was that one. Mm-hmm. So I missed it altogether. I watched it last night. And it, God damn, it's good. Yeah, it's and it's not just good. It's like it's like satire and comedy mm-hmm. and a bit of storytelling and then a little bit of anger and then like poking at his friends, 
poking at the people in the audience. Yeah. It was it was really well done. Like I don't want to give away any of his stuff, but Sticks and Stones was just Yeah, I watched so good. I watched that uh uh what's it called? I watched that Roger Stone uh, documentary on Netflix. Oh no way. Yeah. Oh <laughs> well, did you learn anything? No. Yeah, I didn't think so, right? No. I mean I didn't learn anything. I, I just you you learn about a lot like you learn like like when you watch those things, it's not like you 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 watch them because you want to learn more about the person or yeah. like you like what makes him tick. What makes him tick? You're just like this guy is pure scum. It's like he's a he's agent provocatory. Like all he wants yeah. to do is like, like that's that's all he is. And so like he's nothing special. Nope. And so uh, yeah, I just it just reconfirmed what I already thought about him. Yeah, so, I, I fucking hate it, man. I fucking hate that guy. Like I okay, let me tell you, I watched that um the one about uh, the Jinx, the HBO one. What's yeah. his name? He's another Robert. He's the guy who he killed his wife, and then he may have killed his friend. Oh, oh, um. And then he killed a dude in the when he's pretending to be he's pretending to be a lady, oh, and he killed a guy. His name, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah the documentary is called The Jinx on HBO. Yeah. he got busted right before the show came out because uh, he had the that, mic on. That's gonna bother me. Was it Robert? I think it's Robert something. Anyway, they're they're a very like Trump like family. Super rich. When he was uh like seven years old or eight years old, his father pulled him out of bed. Took him to a window in their like sprawling New York brownstone mansion, mm-hmm. and showed him his mother about to jump off of a roof. Yeah, and he watched his mother fall to her death. Now, whether or not he was trying to save the mother's life, did you get the name? Oh uh, yeah, because what was the name of the the special? The Jinx. The Jinx. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a five part documentary. It's um, they made it after that movie All Good Things came out with Ryan uh, Gosling, Robert Durst. Robert Durst. Yeah. So they made it after that, and Durst calls up the uh, the producer or the director, and he says, yeah, I don't know, I think you, you fucked up my story, so how about we get down there and uh, make a documentary? Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, all right, let's do it. Let's get together and do this shit. And they do, and things start coming out, man. Yeah. The guy's got those like black eyes like a shark. And But what I'm getting at is, as a rich guy, as like a, a person from that world, you learn about what creates those kind of people by watching that documentary. Yeah. Because a kid goes through like a roller coaster into adulthood and then a roller coaster and then becomes this like like lethal shark and he's unassuming and he's small and he's in the water and he's fucking stabbing and choking and tying and doing all this crap and you see what makes him tick. Mm-hmm. And then you learn more about people in that world. Yeah. Whereas like the Trump documentary, whatever the hell it was that, uh, I don't know, Inconceivable, whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. The, the, the other one with the psycho, Robert, uh, Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. It's like, what am I learning about these guys? No, nothing. It's just like, if you want to, like, because he's, uh, he's such a, like, he's such a provoking figure. Yeah. And so if you want to learn where that, where all that came from, yeah, you can watch this, but like, you're not going to be, it's not like you're going to, you're going to watch us and like, see him in a different light. You're just going to, you're going to hate him even more. You will. And yeah. are you going to learn anything about no, those people? No, you're not. You're just going to be like, you're just going to hate if anything, if you watch that, you're going to be like, get the whoever he's around, mm-hmm. get those people out of office. That's a good point, right? Yeah, that's it. Like, whoever this guy endorses, yeah, get him out, because these guys are all scum. Like, these guys are all, like, scum that feed off of other scum, that stab other scum in the back and create better scum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, there is... Uh, yeah, because it, it, just, it just takes you out of, of, like... It just sucks you out of, like, uh, any... Um, yeah, because all, all it makes you all, all all you care about afterwards is like you're like you know what if if anyone if if anyone who's attached to this guy yeah. is in public office or is in power yeah like you just all you all you just makes you angry you're just like you just like get these fucking people out of here it's wild right I when just, you I, uh... I, I couldn't stand it I was like oh my god this is so I, I I after I watched it I was like why the hell did I watch that why do we like hours you can't get back yeah I can't get that back. was it one hour or was it like a series yeah no it was it was just one thing yeah yeah man I don't know there's there are some things that you watch like that. Or, or learn about people. And your brain tells you. I mean, I feel like 
watching those documentaries when you when you tell yourself like I'm leaving, you should just leave. Yeah. Because that's your body making a like almost like a like a like a sixth sense reaction to this content. Like you know, not not even like a gut feeling. It's almost like you're you're telepathic. Yeah. And what's gonna happen here? Like you just, I really believe that your brain collects a lot of data that you don't even realize it collects. It's like that alligator brain, that primal brain, it mm-hmm. holds onto it. Mm-hmm. And that's the feeling that you get. Your, your primary cortex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is. It's your primary cortex or your primal cortex. Mm-hmm. And it sits there and it knows that like, okay, this is fucked up. We got burned here. The next time that happens, send signals to get this guy the hell out of here. Yeah. And then when you see those things or you're in a room or you are somewhere and you're like, hmm, I'm out. And <laughs> you just leave, just leave, man. Yeah, I don't you're know. You're better for it. Yeah, it's going to be... Um, I don't know. I think uh, after, I'd say in January, uh, heads are gonna start rolling like crazy. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Like I like I don't we don't like I don't like like talk politics on this show anymore. But like, uh, um, uh, uh, when fire away, man! I yeah, don't care. I, the but when when he's when that buffoon is out of there, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, just the the collateral damage of that what that guy's gonna go through is gonna be like. Nothing we've ever seen. Oh, I mean, there's gonna if if he loses, there's gonna be temper tantrums. Oh, he'll lose. It, we'll see, man. He'll lose. I I I'm I'm still yeah, yeah, like, like the uh, like in in I I okay, I'll say this okay, okay if he loses, mm-hmm. um, there's no nothing to protect him anymore. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if he loses, yeah, if he the loses, temper tantrum and the the fallout and the the amount of court cases he's he's facing right oh, yeah. now. My God, like it's it's like he's because that's because he just wants like, even he said I think in his last rally um, he said um, he goes because he because he's he knows he's gonna lose like that that his, his <laughs> mindset is because he knows it it's 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 it, everyone everyone knows that he knows he's gonna lose I think he's too fucked up to know man no no he knows oh, I don't yeah know. he knows the um the uh uh <laughs> the thing is that he said I remember he was at a rally his last rally the last thing he said was uh yeah yeah he was um because he's just he just he, he has the sounds of a desperate man right now, yeah. and um, every time, man, every time I gotta turn that one off. Yeah, no worries. No, I should just turn that thing off entirely. Um, and then he he just said, uh, he said to the crowd, he goes, "Yeah, if I if I lose, I'm gonna lose to the." He goes, "If I do lose, I'm losing to the worst candidate in the history of president of, of presidential uh, like of of anyone since who's been 2016." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he said, uh, "He goes, so if I lose, he goes, well, I don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe you'll never see me again. Maybe I'll just move. You'll never see me again." Yeah, I'll just be. Now I'll just go. AKA, he has to move to another country because if he doesn't, he's going to get. Uh, oh, he probably bought Epstein's Island. Wouldn't doubt it. You know, I mean, they were buddy, buddy. Yeah, exactly. So They danced at a party together. Well, did you see his last. Did you see, actually you see Trump's last dance? He did at a, at a rally? No, I did see where he looks like he's trying to jerk two dicks off. Yeah. Like I saw this thing and then that was it. It was like. Um, the Bobby Lee thing where it's like kill two dragons. Yeah, it was It was like watching like. It, was watch, it reminded me of Elaine when she was doing the dance at the That's party. That's what people said, right? Everybody. That was that was written in oh, a was bunch that, of. Was that, is that what it said? In a bunch of places. Everybody it was re- like, it's it going to remind, remind you of yeah, Elaine's yeah, little yeah, kicks. It's, yeah, it's like uh, uh, sweet fancy Moses. Yeah, did he do little kicks? <laughs> Like, what was he? What was he doing? I don't even know what the hell it was. It was like it was just it was an abomination. All I saw was uh, some like gif or gif or something, and it was just like him shaking both fists. Yeah, that's what it looked like, like that yeah. little thing that he does. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what his song was playing, but it was just it, it was humiliating. It's, it's just, like, just like jerking off to yeah. nine feet men. You're the weird nine th- foot tall man. Yeah, it's just actually I'm not nothing wrong with that. Yeah, actually, yeah, and like nothing he's doing right now is is surprising me. It's just like it's just he's clutching at straws. He's it's a guy who's desperate now. Well, he's such a weirdo. Yeah. So I mean, like everything he does is weird, and, and that that's got that's uh, neither here nor there when it comes to like him getting elected or whatever it is. It's just I just I've never trusted 
the people who say that they're not going to vote for him mm-hmm. and they vote for him because I don't think polling is real. I don't think polling works ever. I don't trust the people who say like, you know what? He was a real scumbag and we're Democrats or we're Republicans mm-hmm. and we're out. The Christian right will not back Mr. Trump and then they vote for him. Yeah, there's a... Uh... Like a great example are things like Nikki Haley. No, you know, Nikki, like Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley talked so much shit about him. Like those Republicans. She talked so much shit about him during the primaries, mm-hmm. backed everybody except for him, and then she was glued to his hip once he was in office. Yeah, because because yeah, Nikki Haley was just. Uh, um, I don't trust those Republicans. Yeah, those Republicans. Like as soon as like they, like somehow whenever like uh, Trump got into because they would trash talk him. Like, like yeah. Lindsey Graham would do it. Uh, uh, Ted Cruz would do it. But as Mitt as, Romney would do it, then yeah. not do it, then do it, then yeah. not do it. But uh, but it's all about like just uh, staying in power. So mm-hmm. if uh, that, that that's the reason the reason why they did is because he would uh, um, he would he would keep them in power. Well, trickle down works. Trickle down totally works. Like I mean, the whole idea of like trickle down economics. Yeah. yeah. Because it works for these people yeah. on that side. Yeah. Like it, it works when you control the yeah, trickle. But also like uh, it trickle. But when it uh, when it goes bad for them, it yep. trickles down to them too. So if it goes bad for Trump, it's going to trickle down to them too. So to, it, an, to an extent, man. Eventually, to an extent, the, yeah, yeah, to an extent. Yeah. Eventually, like people forget, and then old people keep voting. It's like, I mean, you got these people out there who a great example. Actually, you know what? That's that's weird that you said that. Is that um? There's sorry to cut you off. No, no, um, that's all right. Um, he held he held another indoor rally for, just for old people. <laughs> yeah, <man, it's laughs> there was there was no there was no like like not everyone was wearing a mask properly. Oh, yeah. It was it was it looked you looked at it and it was it looked like a cesspool. Dude, they're, yeah, they like, had all, the yeah, governor like, of Florida high fiving people. Yeah, it looked like all those people were gonna die. Yeah, but that's what you. The first thing that you thought of was like these people are gonna die. It's the yeah. oldest group of people mm-hmm. who are going to these rallies. They all think like they had that one lady who's like the blood of Jesus Christ flows through me. I can't get corona. Yeah, I drink the wine and eat the wafer. I'm yeah. fine. It's like these are the people who are voting for them, who are lifers, mm-hmm. and they have parents who are still alive who are voting for them. And they've trained their kids. They've indoctrinated the kids in the same the same concept. Like we're we're Republicans and we're God fearing. I mean, and they're they're gonna keep voting and they're gonna keep in power. And then you got that one group, the only group is that uh, is it not our faith or not our God? They're another like right oh wing. There's, there's so many groups out there. They penned uh, an editorial or a comment or something mm-hmm. uh, last week or th- like li- or later this last week. Yeah. Saying that we're not going to vote for them anymore, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get something like a hundred thousand people or two hundred thousand people. They that they have access to. Yeah, I heard to about not that. Vote I, for I, Trump. I, I heard about that. The, the, the hope is that they said, yeah, we're going to try to get these many people to do to do this. I know exactly. Yeah. What you're talking. yeah. Get out of here. You're not going to get do out of here, you like, losers. Yeah, like, you people with your sky captain. Yeah. You voted him in power. You got him here, and now when he's not doing all the stuff that you thought he would do, and he's making a mockery out of God, your God's name, mm-hmm. you're like, no, he's not our God anymore, and you're going to turn. And no, nah, I don't think you nah, are. You're going to make no effect this late in the no, game. There, there, there's no. There's no. Um, like. It, it, there's, you're all complicit yeah there's like I've never seen like uh, Repu- like Republicans against Trump like there's, there's that there's senators are like are lining up like people are just abandoning that guy left and right yeah man they, they, they don't want to get dragged down with that idiot so yeah I, I don't know. So, well it's, like, it's, like I say man I think on paper they don't want to get dragged down with him on paper not on paper but on camera mm-hmm. but on paper in when when the doors are closed oh yeah like they, they, they're all with him yeah they're, nobody's they're, leaving yeah, there, there's there's a difference between like you know uh, but they, you have to put your money where your mouth is. But yeah. like, uh, uh, they just but went, they yeah, you know the weird thing is, I didn't realize that that it's only like what? How many weeks away? Two weeks away? Oh, it's fifteen days. Yeah, yeah, fifteen days or fourteen days. I, it's I, like, I just realized that. I was like, wait a minute, that's actually it's closer than I think. Yeah, it's coming up. So it's so, quick, yeah, quick. So, so, so for Trump, time is actually is it is running out. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> time is running out. Yeah. 
Uh, hopefully he uses it and then Muse sues his ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. There was a I can't I I can't remember who said it, but somebody was is like a Carl Sagan type, like one of these Warren Buffett or one of these like uh like intellectuals, mm-hmm. and he said like it's not it's or Dan Rather, Dan Rather goes it's not rats from a sinking ship because mm-hmm. rats are not complicit in making the ship sink. Yeah. Rats are just like what's going on? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Party's over, boys. Yeah. Hit the road. Yeah. Actually, actually at the um at that. Uh, that's that, that that uh, that hearing for that new uh, that new Supreme Court judge pick. Yeah. Um. One of those Democratic uh, the, the, who's on the committee. One of these Democrats. I think he was the. I think he's from California. I think he is. I'm not sure what state he's from. Uh. He said. Uh, um. Uh. Basically, he said like this whole this whole committee like the, this whole process is a sham. Yeah. And he said <laughs> really. I go, and he said I'm gonna tell you this right now. He goes, uh, if the shoe falls the other foot, aka when when Democrats come into power yeah, yeah. and we control the Senate and we control Congress, he goes, if you come up to us in this manner and you start complaining about what, what, what we're doing, if the shoe falls on their foot, he goes, your, your credibility is going to die on this floor. <laughs> it's going to be dead on this floor. I'm telling you, right. Cause, because this whole, what we're going through right now yeah. is, is ridiculous. He goes, you will have not, you will not have a leg to stand on. <clears throat> so he's, he, that was like a shot right towards the Republicans. He's like, and, then, and he's like, he goes, I do not want to do this because I have friends and I respect some of the some of the Republicans here. He goes, but I'm telling you right now, if this if this is this continues, any credibility you guys are going to have are, is going to be dead on this floor. I'll tell you, man. Uh, which is like, which is which is a threat. stark warning, but it's an empty threat. It's I was like, oh man, like yeah. that, that that I was like, that's it's great dialogue when Oliver Stone makes a movie in 30 years. Like it's it's something you, like you want to see the Democrats have a backbone. But uh, they'll never have. But uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> they'll never have one. I don't know. They're incapable of of any kind of like upright spinal movement. Yeah, but they also like they're like, too woke. Yeah, they, they, I guess the 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 op- the optimal the optimism part of me says that you know what maybe it took something like Trump to get like to gr- make the Democrats grow a pair of balls. So nope. We'll see. <laughs> I, I man, I I really appreciate your perspective. No, no but we're on the we're we're like we're we're on this we're we're two sides of the same coin. We're like you know there's oh yeah there's there's we're teeter tottering on the on the side that we think might be the right side. Yeah, like you're, yeah. you're like I think we're optimist and, and we're optimist and like and pessimistic about like certain things about this whole yeah, yeah. all these shenanigans for sure for sure. Yeah. But no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, there's I'm never nothing I'm saying is like a, a dig at your uh, your perspective. And I do like because I appreciate your perspective because I'm usually counter to it mm-hmm. so it lets me at least take a look at what i'm no if, if, if what we, i'm for no, or against right the thing is like if we thought the same about everything it would, would be it would, there would be no there, there'd be no podcast it'd be an echo chamber yeah <laughs> we'd just be boring yeah exactly i like, mean it was i think so too moving on moving on yeah, i agree yeah moving on. cool next exactly yeah well, man no i my perspective on the entire thing is at this point now i'm like to me the u.s is basically somalia like whatever goes on in Mogadishu is too far away and it doesn't affect me and I don't give a shit. Yeah. Because really like we've kind of seen when their economy goes up and down, it's not like it's creating a tsunami in Canada. We see like a ripple effect happen here. No, you're, no, you're, no, you're, you're totally right. Gas I, prices kind of go up and the stock kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah we, we've, we've seen the U.S. at its worst. Yeah. And but, what, what can happen when uh like the absolute power completely corrupts? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like it's pretty bad now and it hasn't really fucked up anything like what they're doing hasn't really affected us much yeah you know i mean the the biggest thing they had was um that really i i was like rooting for against was all the dairy crap like all the dairy shit like we we control mm-hmm. our milk <laughs> and then uh yeah i think that, that really didn't go away so i'm like oh yeah, right actually there. a lot actually a lot of uh like like 
prime dairy farms in the mm. uh, United States. I think one of the most prime ones was bought by uh, – because they were selling – I think they were selling milk at a certain price. Mm-hmm. And then the Walmart came in and Amazoned it basically. So they, <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. So they said um, – they Wow. Because basically they said uh, – Okay, you're selling milk at the, at this price, mm-hmm. so like, we're gonna sell ours at this price. So then they lowballed them, and they said because we can because because Walmart can, can they can wait they can wait it out because they're they're one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah, and so the, that 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 dairy had no other uh, uh, no other choice but to sell themselves to Walmart. That's brutal, man. Yeah. Well, that and that's the fear in Canada. Like we have supply management here, right? Yeah, we have like our dairy. There's a reason. Okay, look, our butter sucks. Like our our basic butter from anywhere you buy it from, if it's made in Canada generally gonna suck mm-hmm. but it's always the same price yeah like the uh our milk is white water mm-hmm. but it's always the same price yeah. yeah the the sellers who homogenize the milk and they, they pack it all together and they sell it to all the different dairies or di- the different like uh like sales like mm-hmm. foremost and all this kind of crap all these farms get together and put their milk in one pile and sell it all together yep it keeps everybody with a job it does, yeah. I think <laughs> now this pros and cons. That's that is very, very basic. The it, whole idea is very basic. Yeah, like if you like if you have like like we're saying like from our perspective because yeah. I I don't like I'm thank God I'm lactose intolerant, but uh, um, but yeah like the Canada's dairy situation is like it's very um it's very it's very weird because like unless you had like unless you've had really good dairy yeah. Then you'll be like, uh, then you'll be like, oh god, this is yeah, our our milk is terrible. Well, I know people who, well, I I mean, I've been overseas, I've had their milk, and like, not not American milk, but like, if you go to Thailand and you drink their two percent, it's yeah. it's like our eight percent. Oh yeah, like, if, it's, if you it's, go, a, it's different altogether. If you go to um, Amsterdam, oh yeah. my god, it's, oh like it's, Amsterdam is milk. It's like it's like drinking a Guinness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's, it's buttery it's, and it's, thick. It's so good. It's like it, it's yeah, it's 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 like the it's the milk equivalent of having a Guinness. So you can have you can have like a Molson. Ugh. And then you can have a Guinness. That's yes. exactly what it's like. You just drink it. You're like, oh my god, it's like a shake. <laughs> oh, good lord. Yeah, it's delicious. Ice cream in other parts of the world, totally different. Yeah, ice cream here is is not what ice cream there is. Yeah, like you buy ice cream made in Canada because if you want to support Canadian the Canadian stuff, right? But yeah, yeah. you know we'll what? Just a little blue cow symbol. Yeah, but just make your own. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's actually not hard to make your own. No, ice cream. it's not. But even then. Our ice cream, like, what are you going to use? And also, how, how often do you eat ice cream? How so. often do you, I eat a lot yeah. of ice cream. But, uh, well, not anymore. But um, I usually eat a lot of ice cream. Yeah, but even if you do make your own, mm-hmm. like, you're going to have to make your own using, like, like whipping cream. You're not going to make it using milk. No, yeah, or you have to, or just use frozen yogurt and and uh, use ice. Get out of here, you liberal hippie cuck. You're going to use whipping cream and get fat? You're going to get, like, you, no, you're going to make a gelato? No, use whipping cream as a topping. I guess so. Yeah. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have gone yeah, right off the handle. Yeah, you use whipping cream You're hippie topping. bullshit. So your toppings will stick to it. <laughs> I got so mad at you for trying to make, like, healthy ice cream. <laughs> what did I do? I did nothing. You just tried to, like, bring some good health. To people, yeah, you should to like make people. Or yeah, no, I was just offering a recipe that oh, some people were just aware of. a good recipe. I just, I just, I'm indoctrinated by the ice cream gods, and I heard what you were trying to say. Mm-hmm. I just flew off the handle. What is your favorite ice cream, anyway? Oh, I, I just like regular old French vanilla ice cream. Yeah, that's, that's good. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't need to get fancy. I don't need the Neapolitan. I don't need like. I uh, love. I love uh, Neapolitan. The, tri- the the trifecta. It it is actually that's what nice I call it yeah. the trifecta. Yeah, it is a good ice cream. Yeah, actually, my favorite I think is uh, um, well, I like like it, there's no such thing as bad ice cream. There's certain, there's certain flavors I don't like, but I love tin roof sundae. Actually, that is a good ice yeah, cream. Yeah, just just uh, just vanilla. Yeah, and uh, chocolate syrup and some peanuts on top. But yeah, it's just cl- it's a classic. Good. It's like, you know what it's like. It's like drinking uh, uh an old fashioned. Yeah, simple. 
and it's good. Simple. Yeah, it's yeah. simple and it's good. Yeah, there is something about just like a little bit of chocolate sauce on your ice cream. Yeah, and a couple peanuts, little, like crushed peanuts on top. Exactly. I, or if just I just like to take uh, peanuts and just like uh, just blitz them a little bit yeah, and yeah. have them like powdered all over. You know what you should be doing? Yeah, you take those peanuts that you're gonna blitz. Mm-hmm. But first, you put them in one of your uh, one of your pans there. And Toast just them. Brown up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Do I, this, use it, I use it for my oatmeal yeah, actually. Some of that. Uh, Every morning I have that with my oatmeal. I just take like uh, the brown peanuts. I uh, no, I just um, uh, I have my regular oatmeal and I just mix it with yogurt. I don't use I don't use milk or anything, hmm. and I just uh, mix that in. Just like just I don't heat it up or anything. I just mix it in with yogurt. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, I just put uh blackberries on top. And while I'm, while it's like doing all that stuff, and then I if it's frozen, I have to defrost the berries. Hmm. And then once that's done, I put them in there. And plus, once you it's defrosted, some of the juice comes out of the fruit, so it, like actually makes your Oatmeal yeah, yeah. like purple or whatever, and then while that's happening, slivered almonds, toast them on a dry pan, and put them in there, and it has the crunch to it. It's it's such that's a phenomenal. good breakfast. Yep. Eating healthy is so easy. It's the it, that is it's so simple. It's uh, simple. It's good for you. It's super tasty. Yeah. I saw the um, Plantified documentary on CBC the other day. Yeah, that's, you watched that too. Yeah, I did yep. watch it. It was on uh, on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. so it was just on. So I was like, oh, let's watch these guys. Is that Riot uh, Riot Booty? Uh, I, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. But he's the doctor who came from India, overweight, like in bad health, mm-hmm. diabetic, about to lose a foot. Yeah. He's like, maybe I should lose a shit ton of weight. Uh, maybe I should like stop eating all the, the the way I'm eating. Yeah. He wasn't necessarily anti-meat-based diet, but his whole perspective is that like, look, if I tell an alcoholic they can have a drink a week, they're going to drink every day. Yeah. So if I tell these guys that you can have meat in your diet, well, they're going to eat meat every day. Mm-hmm. How about I show everybody to eat healthy vegetarian diets? Not mm-hmm. necessarily vegan, but healthy vegetarian yeah. diets. And um, cooking mm-hmm. with low oil or no oil if Almost possible. Almost like, yeah, as, like, as raw as you can possibly get. As raw as you can possibly get. Yeah. I mean, I don't think outside of like things that might be already added to things that he's eating, I don't think he added any dairy or cheese to anything. Mm-hmm. So it was a really, really eye-opening. People were losing... And these are like... 70 year old, 75, 60, like between 45 and 75 mm-hmm. year old Newfoundlander white people who just like changed the, the way they ate yeah. generationally mm-hmm. and just got super healthy. Yeah, it's it, it's incredible. Like how when a, sim- a simple thing where, like, when it comes to like just changing your diet, it, yep. that can that can change your life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Small, small steps, baby yeah. steps. Yeah, because like there's, there's, there's a difference between like uh, if you're. Um, if you're depressed about the way the, the way you look, if you can, mm-hmm. if you if you take a look in the mirror and be like, you know what, I look like shit. I eat like I eat like garbage, and then um, uh, and then like certain things start taking over. Like for example, like uh, uh what's your coping mechanism? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. If I'm depressed, I'll eat. If I'm bored, I'll eat. Right. Yeah. I'm not hungry, but I'm just like if I'm bored, I'll, I'll grab something. Right. Everyone's been there, but some people are like dealing with like uh, some form of depression or yep. some sort of loneliness or whatever. They they'll They'll turn to food, for example. That right? boredom eating is a real problem. Boredom eating is is horrible. Yeah, and so uh, you're not hungry, but you're just stuffing food in your face. Next thing you know, it gets it starts getting out of control. You're like, you know what? Okay, I have to like I have to eat this much at a certain time. Yeah, and so, but yeah, but if but once you like start curbing that and and take control of it and turn it into like a um like eating well is a part of your life. That's not something you feel like you have to do. It's just like you know what? This is just normal behavior now. Mm-hmm. But but we, but yeah, like, that, you know, that's a big that, part of it though. The normal behavior when you when you normalize the way you eat. From being like really unhealthy into being quite healthy, yeah. Then you kind of feel guilty about those cheat meals. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you're yeah. just like you know, you're like, I don't need a cheat meal. I don't really need it unless, yeah. The only time you have it, then you'll be the only time you had is like you know, like when you're out with some people and you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? Uh, 
Whatever, um, man. Let's have some burgers. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'll have a burger. Can yeah. I? Say, I'll have it with the you know. Can I have it with no as, with no bread, for example? Yeah. Like it's have between two pieces of salad or whatever. Like yeah, you, know, you just. But yeah, it's a. Uh, then you learn how to different ways to eat, and then different ways to cook. Different ways to cook. Uh, you educate yourself more, and then it's it's knowledge you can share to to other people. You like maybe it can change their lives. It's like yeah, this person was going through the same thing I am. Well, that was a big part of it, like the yeah. camaraderie, right? Yeah, there was about like forty people in that program. Mm-hmm. Like I say, like between the the few years, six seven years you've been doing it, mm-hmm. it's been a couple hundred. But uh, at that time, there's maybe like 25 to 40 people in that grouping. Yeah. And the camaraderie is huge for them. Yeah. Because like if somebody cooks something, it's not exactly what like person A likes this, what person B doesn't know what person A made. Yeah. But they suddenly they ate it and they're like, that was really good. Was I haven't good, made yeah. it like that. How did you make it? Yeah. Then they, they share ingredients. They share ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. The key word is camaraderie. You're yeah. like, you know what? I'm not alone. Like yeah, there's yeah. so many other people going through this like that the same way I am. Oh, yeah. Nobody's alone in these. And no matter what struggle you're going through, you're not alone. Like everyone's gone through this. So like there's... You can choose to isolate yourself, mm-hmm. but you're not going through things alone yeah. unless you decide to go through it alone. Yeah, and, there, and there's all there's there's and like that's weird because like there's always instances where people like uh, have choose to like um, take control of their lives. Like you mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like there's that one. Who's that one? Uh, actually, one guy I really admire. I read his book. Uh, um. Oh no, I sorry. I saw his book. I didn't read it. I I'm, I have to go get his book. Um. Is that one? Who's that one army sergeant? That one? That one black who's considered the fittest guy in the world? Oh, Goggins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's that guy is that uh, guy is he's a I, machine. I don't think I there that that's one guy I, I think I might respect more than like any person on the, I've, who, who's existed. Almost. He was like three hundred plus pounds and taunted and like you look at a guy like that and you'd be like at his, his you're just like like. By God, like I can't believe like I didn't. Uh, he didn't it's kill himself. Yeah, he uh, he would drive to work and buy like the, the burritos, frozen burritos, and big gulps. Yeah, and just like processed and sugar. Yeah, and then he would just leave and go buy some more. Mm-hmm. And then he'd come back to work. Like, and that was his whole day. Oh yeah, and, like walking walking meters would like get him out of breath. Yeah, and, and he just decided. I think like didn't he just decide I'm gonna walk a mile? Yeah, and he just like started doing a mile. Yeah, and a mile became two and three, and now it's like a marathon a day. Yeah, then he uh, then, then he joined the army and he became like uh, oh my god, like and then the story just goes from there. If you haven't seen anything about, if you haven't read the story about this guy, or is it David Goggins? I think so. Yeah, I have him. Yeah. On, I have him on my. On it's my... something Goggins, but he's the dude who does like 300 chin ups first thing in the morning. Like he just wakes up and he's like 300 chin ups. He just yeah. does them. And to, to look at him, he doesn't look like much, but he's a he's a machine, man. He's got this thing where he'll do twenty or two hours worth of stretching every day. Yeah, and then everybody kind of talks about like, well, what's like you can't just do two hundred two uh, two hours of stretching. It's crazy, but you don't realize he's not sitting in a room meditating and doing two hours of stretching every day. No, it's like every time he gets a chance to do something, like watching TV. If you're sitting down watching TV for a twenty minute, like whatever it is, Seinfeld, Friends. My old shows. What's that's, new? That's weird that you mentioned Seinfeld. I just went, I just went right through on my Facebook page. Nice, but yeah, you're watching 20 minutes of that. Well, that's 20 minutes that you should be stretching. Yep. You know, I mean, if you're waiting for dinner to the pan to get hot, while well, you're doing like upper body yoga. David Goggins. Yeah. David Goggins. Yeah. I yeah I posted his video on my uh, his interview about nice. uh, it says U.S. Navy SEAL David Goggins will inspire you to overcome any adversary, no, any adversary, adversary, no matter what. Yeah. No, you know, he is. Uh, he's a lot of fun to listen to. I love that. Guy. Yeah. And actually, who. Who liked this was uh, uh Oh, don't name names. You'll oh. embarrass them. Huh? Buddy Jojo. Oh, Buddy Jojo. Yeah. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's also like still the fit. Doesn't work out. No, he looks like, he actually like, he's built like that guy. Yeah, he's built like Goggins. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think he might be bigger than Goggins. I think he is, He's yeah. a beefy kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Goggins is not that, uh, he's not that huge. But yeah, no, he's just a machine, man. Yeah, he's and he runs like, shape. he runs like, 
miles and miles and miles and miles. I think he does a marathon a day. Yeah. Yeah, he does a crazy. legitimate marathon a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, just, Health just, is, just, is easy. Yeah, just total respect. Yeah, total respect. Mm-hmm. I respect anybody who just takes a step back, realizes what they're doing isn't working, mm-hmm. and then changes, at least attempts to change what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's like when you watch people in AA or, or whatever it is. Like, I'm not a huge believer in, uh, in the indoctrination system. But man, if you can go to a meeting and somebody tells you how to get your life right mm-hmm. and you you decide to not drink anymore if it's a problem for you and then, you know, you learn techniques and you get camaraderie and you tell your story, then fucking do it, man. Yeah. If you like, need a group to help you eat better, do it. Do it. Yeah. No matter yeah, no matter what your no matter what's going on in your life, if you need like you need help, like uh yeah. you, no matter what avenue it is, you reach out and grab it. Yeah, yeah. take the help. Yeah. Take the help that's there. That's, um, we always talk about it. Well, we used to talk about it a lot, but we haven't so much anymore. I can't remember his name either. He was one of those Instagram, Facebook guys. He's like 80 years old, but it looks like he's 35. Mm-hmm. And that was his line, right? Like, you're dead at 25, buried at 70. It's like, you know, you've you've just killed yourself at 25 years old. By the way you eat, by the way you exercise, yeah. by the way you live your life, your dead-end job, and you're just like a soulless zombie. Just you're just you're just doing motions at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah, exactly. Repetition, yeah, right? you're just going through the motions of yeah. like of uh, you're basically all you're doing is digging your own grave. Yeah, you're digging your own grave, and yeah. then you're you're dead, but you don't even know it. No, and then you're, well, yeah, you're, you're, you're literally the Walking Dead. You're yeah. literally the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and then when it hits like 75, 80, whatever it is, you drop, and then they bury you, and people cry about it. But like, what was your impact? Mm-hmm. Like, what uh, what thumbprint or dent did you leave in the world that when somebody walks by they trip on it mm-hmm. like you know I'm, I'm, metaphorically like, I mean, what, what did you do that people are always gonna be like that thing he did man yeah. or that thing she did or whatever it was but like you just you just don't mm-hmm. so you got your you're working at Best Buy and you're just fucking selling cameras mm-hmm. and then you're a, a local supervisor and maybe that one closes down so then you go work at Walmart and well, you're eating burritos and hoagies that's where that you just said that I'm like cause I am uh, it, you just uh, you just unlocked something that I uh that I haven't uh, really talked about. Um, I'm running. I'm running half marathon next year. Yeah, you've been really pushing yeah. for that for a while now, right? Yeah, the I'm, half marathon. I'm gonna do. I'm going to do it. Like I, this year was kind of screwed because of. Uh, well, this year COVID fucked everything. Yeah, it totally screwed everything up. But yeah, I'm running. I'm gonna run it next year. Well, last November ish, you were like really gearing up for this year, and then yeah. obviously all this crap happened. Yeah, but your like your health maintenance didn't change. You're still working out hard all the time. Yeah, like I'm. I'm. Yeah. Then uh, tomorrow is. Uh, yeah, because I. I really. Um, but good uh, for you, man. Yeah. Fuck no, that's the way to go. Good for like sincerely. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. But yeah, so like I'm just gonna be. Um, yeah, so I have my, my my schedule planned out now. I'm gonna yeah, and I have to go. Actually, I have to go tomorrow. I have to go get that. Uh, um, uh, that thing for your bike. You know, you can mount your bike on mm-hmm. your like your, your like my mountain bike. I can I can put it like and just mount it on my on my front wheel mm-hmm. or on your wheels, and then you can just bike and it'll stay in place. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah I'm gonna have to pick that up tomorrow. They're incredible. Uh, one of my clients is one of those. Yeah. He loves it. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, I'm like, I'm on the bike and I'm on the bike. Yeah, because I can't bike because I, I can't bike because of the weather. But yeah. like, yeah, but it, so it's it kills you. But like, at least if if you know you can just do, and plus it lets me do uh, high intensity workouts mm-hmm. uh, for my biking. So I can just, I can just go, I could do that for like maybe half an hour, and then yeah. after that, uh, get on. I'll probably do that. Yeah, I'll probably do that first, and then then hit the. Uh, then hit the training. Nice. And then, Good uh, stuff. And then soon as um soon the snow melts, get out there and start training. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, uh, like get that goal and then just keep on going towards it. Yeah. Like and just like don't stop, just keep moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, as dumb as it was, that was that was that uh, the final email uh, thing. Uh, no, I think you say don't stop. <laughs> then they start believing. <laughs> yeah, don't stop believing. <laughs> don't stop. Just keep. <laughs> yeah, that's my fuck. Don't stop. Yeah, believe. don't stop. Uh, <laughs> man. 
I'm still stuck in the 80s. That song is so good. Mm -hmm. Steve Perry's voice. You know why the song is good? Is people love Steve Perry's voice. Yeah. That guy's. it's like uh, it's the, the golden angle for your ear. Mm -hmm. It's like the Da Vinci Code shit. Yeah. Sits in there. Sits in there. Like yeah. uh, everything. Yeah. Every song it, it, rever it, it reverberates in your head. You're just like, oh my God. Then you just can't stop singing it. What's the one about touring? The the song he wrote about the, the life on the road? Oh. The um, Ain't No Place for Family? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the road trip song. Um, yeah. It's right there. It's right in the tip of my tongue. Ah, like, shit. I shit. I want to hum it, but I don't want to get just, asked no, myself. Just, no, just hum it. No, I'm going to leave it on. But that one is like, it's definitely one of those ones that you hear and you're like, oh, that's an earworm. Even mm -hmm. the guitar, the little intro in the beginning with the mm -hmm. guitar. Yeah. And the piano. Like, all of that makes this, uh, like, it's ear candy and fucking Steve Perry's voice. Yeah, Steve Perry's, uh, he's like legendary. I love that uh, the Filipino guy that got afterwards, the one that the dude was homeless mm -hmm. and he joined up. Yeah. He's guy, really good. The golden voice? No, no, no. The golden voice is the old guy. He's the guy they found the side of the Oh, road. no, sorry. This is different. Yeah, that guy. Sorry. I had, I had, a, I had this other guy because I saw that guy's face today that, um, on Facebook. The golden voice homeless guy? Yeah. Yeah, this is a different guy. The yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry. That guy. That guy's face just jumped in my fa jumped in my head. A similar story, though. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Very similar story, yeah. The yeah, same thing. He was homeless, living under a bridge. Mm -hmm. I think he did like a competition or went, did karaoke somewhere. Mm -hmm. Somebody heard him and somebody else heard him and somebody got him in touch with Journey and there he is, right? Yeah. But he's still just not. Steve Perry, no, he just doesn't get it right. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like even like I, I can't faithfully, faithfully. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there. Um, I got there eventually. <laughs> I that, that's so. not the reason why I can't, I can't listen to like uh, Adam Lambert. You can't. I like, I don't. Like, he's good. He's good. But I'm, I'm just like I'm like I'm like man. I still need Freddie. I gotta tell you, I have watched. Uh, I, I see what you mean though. Yeah. I've I've seen them live twice. He's, now. he's great though. Like I'm not denying what that how the good that guy is. He's 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 really good. Big Mike. Ah. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike, but what have we been calling Mike? No handle Mike. No handle Mike. Is it no handle Mike? Eh, he'll correct us. But uh, I watched Lambert at his recommendation. He's like, "Hey man, so like Queen plus Adam Lambert's in town. We're big Queen fans." I'm like, mm -hmm. "Let's fucking go!" Mm -hmm. I'll watch Brian May play guitar all day long. Yeah, and we've gone twice, and every time, like Adam Lambert's the best. Yeah, it's like you know we we can't have Freddie Mercury, so, um, so we got Adam Lambert. Yeah, we got, but he's 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 pretty good. I'm just like, oh man, it's just like. The, I, it is definitely not the same. Well, the thing is, like that's that's a hard act to follow. Yeah. So what, what can, I what do appreciate is he doesn't try to emulate. Uh, no, that's Freddie good. Mercury. Yeah, that's that's a good thing about like him. he's he is Adam Lambert with the Queen songs. Yeah, because Queen and Queen is still they're still great. Like even the like Brian May, all those guys, they're great. When they uh they do the guitar solo for um uh what's the one the the one we're talking about there when they're young when they're kids oh uh it, it's on Queen too. Oh, um. But when he does, when he breaks into that, and you watch him play, and like it's not it's not necessarily the hardest guitar playing out there. Like it's not Steve Vai or or Joe Satriani mm -hmm. or even like Van Halen -y shit. Mm -hmm. But it's just like to think about that. Like to, to think about what you're gonna like to write that piece of music. Yeah, what song to is hit that, your though? ear a certain way? Um, it's right there. Like I mean, I just talked about how much I'm a fan, and I can't remember the name. No, yeah, I I've had a little bit of sugar today. I'm all fucking messed up. Yeah, all I had today was like eggs, hash browns, and French toast. Oh, hey. You know what I did last night, too? I had a hankering for McMuffins, the old leg McMuffins. And I uh, did the I did the leg extension. Like, I did legs yesterday, so I was like super hungry. Mm -hmm. And like, as I'm doing the extensions, I'm like, egg McMuffins. Egg McMuffins. Egg McMuffins. So I fucking went down to the Sobeys. And I grabbed some uh the white flour, uh, uh, the shells, the English muffins. And I grabbed their Johnsonville Bratwurst medallions. And I grabbed some shitty craft slices. I just 
toasted and fried and butter, and I had six of those. You had six of them? Six of them. Whoa. I was a glutton. Wow. It was glorious. That's awesome. It was glorious. Like I, I just talking about how I don't do a lot of cheat meals anymore, but mm-hmm. last night I had the mother of all cheat meals. Actually, no. I had Yesterday I had... Uh, what did I have? Um... Like it was that because the thing is I've had I've I've had a stomach flu for the past like maybe two or three days. No, this will be my third day actually. Oh no, and I can't keep food down. Oh. And but uh, um, so been there. I feel you. Yeah. So like, but I was like, man, I like I'm, I'm like maybe it's all. But then I was having a lot of like uh, I put neutral cleanse in my smoothies, so that uh, that that just maybe down to it. That that scrubs you all out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got rid of whatever's. I think I might have some bad yogurt or something. Hmm. And then uh, uh, yeah. So then I. I had a NutriCleanse smoothie, and it's like that stuff works. It's it's amazing. NutriCleanse. It's <laughs> NutriCleanse. Yeah, not just for sinks yes, anymore. Exactly. Send me a check. Um, and then it, it is good stuff. Though. It's great stuff. Like for real. If you need to get some, like if you're having those kind of issues. Yeah, like it's great because like even if you're like if you're trying to detox, mm-hmm. um, put in your oatmeal, put in your smoothies. It's basically it's basically fiber. That's all it is. Yeah. And uh, but the main source of fiber is that green stuff, right? It's that like hardcore scrubby green shit. You can get into that, but the 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 Nutri Cleanse is like it's uh it's organically grown. There's like there's some there's some wheat in it, but it's mm-hmm. all it's mostly like fiber, and uh but yeah, but it's uh it's completely organic. There's nothing. It's all raw. Yeah, yeah. And so you put in your smoothies, um, put one scoop in there, put one scoop in your oatmeal. Man, it is it's such good stuff. And then uh, you're stage ready. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, so I wasn't keeping any food down. It was just like as as soon as I'd eat, I I would just you know I'd have to get rid of it, and then uh. Then last night I was like, man, I haven't eaten. I'm like, I haven't had a solid meal in so long. So I was like, yeah, same thing. I was like, man, food, you know, like yeah. So then I looked at my fridge and I was like, I'm like, oh, there's there's uh this hickory smoked ham, and then there's some uh there's some uh there's some brie in there. I was like, man, what do I want? And then I had some like really nice uh like home I got some mayonnaise that I, I like homemade mayonnaise that I made myself. And I was like, man, what do I want? I'm like, I want a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah. And I just, uh, yeah, yeah, I just went and grabbed. Uh, I was like, "What bread do I want?" I'm like, "No, let's keep it simple," because I want. I'll probably want French toast tomorrow, so I just got like, um, stay fresh white bread. Yeah, yeah. That Italian stuff, and I just brought, and I had like just two ham and cheese sandwiches, like like really like, the amount of the ingredients Home cost style. a lot. Yeah, but just, just the <laughs> bread was cheap, and so I, I I wanted challah bread, but I was like, ah, oh, that's a little bit too rich. That's like having a slice of cake, and yeah, so, it's just like like. Bread based in butter. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So then <laughs> it's I, croissant in bread form. Yeah. So yeah, it's one. It's one step above like having like uh like brioche bread. No. And so uh, sandwich. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, that's exactly yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so yeah, so I just had that and uh, um, yeah, it was uh in the I played I paid for it in the morning, but uh, feeling better now. <laughs> Uh, it's incredible, man. Yeah. You don't realize how much you miss that kind of food. I, not to get people off their diet. No, no, yeah, but this is but like, like when you've been working real hard or gone yeah, through some I, physical fucking illness or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like even like from everything we've talked about so far, and, and saying it and saying I had this now, like, I feel totally, totally guilty. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but it, all I'm gonna but tomorrow tomorrow morning at like six a.m. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be like just working hard. So you are a uh, early in the morning workout guy. Yeah, I like to get it. I like to get it. Out I can't remember way. if we talked about that. Yeah. Get get out right in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's just like just hit the gym, mm-hmm. hammer it out. I yeah, I did the, the yeah, Trump. <laughs> yeah, the, the Trump uh, two dicks in the mouth. Yeah, basically. and um, yeah, I like to walk. Well, that's your thing. <laughs> that's your thing. You go nuts. Yeah, I, I, I when I you, when I walk in public, I like I shadow box. <laughs> <laughs> the shadow boxing as you walk. Like, uh, how Emilio Estevez did it in in, in, in the Breakfast Club. <laughs> The weirdest way, mm-hmm. like that's somebody who's never boxed I, or trained or worked out. Ever. I love the way he did it too. He's like this. He's like, he's like, 
Yeah, it's the weirdest. Hunchy shoulders, he's punching wide. The whole thing's messed up. With the wife beater on. <laughs> yeah, the blue wife beater, right? Yeah, it's a, I, probably, I bet you it's a singlet. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that thing tucked under his butt. Actually, you know what? I, I was... Uh, I, I, I was... Uh, I was, I remember I, was, I came to see, I was like, I came uh, to come, I was like, came, I, had to go to, I had to go talk to my dad. So then uh, I came into the living room and I saw him, he's watching TV and I was, he looked, he's watching this movie and I was like, I looked at it and it was, it was just starting. I'm like, uh, I was like, just sit down and watch this movie. You have to watch this movie. You were telling him. Yeah. I'm like, and he's like, what? I like that he's already sitting down watching it. Like, no, well, thing is, really watch it. Well, the thing is he wasn't paying attention to it. He was, yeah, the yeah. channel was on. I said, you have to watch this movie from beginning to end. Predator. Uh, you know what movie it was? I just asked Predator. I just said it. <laughs> was it? Oh, Breakfast Club. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He, he had not seen it. He'd never seen it. And then well, at the man. It, yeah, then he, he, uh, he watched it and I, and I said, uh, uh, and then after he was done, I was like, did you watch it? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, what did you think of the movie? And he's like, he goes, that nah, movie was excellent. They never ate breakfast. Yeah. He's, <laughs> like, right he's like, where is the breakfast? Where's the food? Yeah, the, 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 the timing was perfect, <laughs> but there's no breakfast, man. What is what is this? I uh, I was always pretty lucky in that my parents were big movie nerds. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up watching a ton of movies, man. So we never had that thing where it's like, you know, I got to make sure they watch it. Yeah. So because we watched a I mean... We had the uh, the convenience store, and at that time, rent a movie is big. Mm-hmm. So, like, rent a movie was Max Convenience Store's movie rental system. Yeah, you walk up and you give the guy like a hundred and fifty bucks, and then my dad would hand you this briefcase that was the movie, the the VHS player. Yeah, and it was like it was all but all deposit back then. Mm-hmm. So if you ran off with it, well, we got your money. So later, sucker. Yeah, and then you would rent these movies for like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and it was just like loaded. That's that's why like Flashdance, Karate Kid, and Back to the Future. Yeah. They were all on a reel. So you'd walk in and you would hear Irene Cara, that what a feeling start. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you'd watch would be Karate Kid and yeah. they would end Back to the Future. That was like one of the reels. Oh, yeah. So those three are stuck in my head like in perpetuity. Oh, buddy. cool. So we we would always have movies. Mm-hmm. Whatever new release there was. Before the customer got it, my dad's like, we're watching like whatever it was. Return yeah. of the Jedi, Predator, yeah. Commando. Yes, yeah. My my three movie reel on that, on that tape, that, remember that one tape I was telling you about? Yeah. was Ferris Beer's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Highlander, and uh, Legend. Those are that is mm-hmm. that is a pretty excellent '80s like fantasy set. Ferris Bueller's a fantasy. Yeah, it's a fantasy set. Yeah, yeah. Highlander's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Legend is definitely a fantasy. Definitely a fantasy. Yeah, man. Yeah, Legend God. is uh such an underrated. Underra- gem. Yeah, it's such a great movie. It it like like when you look at it now, you'll be like uh. Um, that was a movie Ridley Scott didn't even really care about, and it's and it's still and it's like still good. It's you know this, this the whole set burned down while he was go- while he was playing tennis. No way. Yeah. And they had, so they're while they're shooting it. No, yeah. Like they, they, there was a day it was a day free from shooting, and he came back and then he came back. He's like and the set burned down and he's like okay I guess we got to build everything from scratch again. Was it a uh, a pinewood set? I believe it was. Yeah. Maybe huh? Mm-hmm. That's a bummer, man. Well, I mean, but if it's a pinewood set, they probably just like walk down the street where they're shooting Ewok Adventure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And jammed all the, yeah, the forestry le- shit back into it. Yeah, so we're seeing Tom Cruise in Legend. You're like, like, why did he pick that role? Well, like when you're when you're a kid, you're like, who's that girl? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, and Mia, oh. yeah, and, and uh, Mia Sarah was in two of those movies. She was in Ferris. Oh yeah, Bruce, she's yeah. in two of those. Look at that little Mia Sarah thing going yeah, on with Tim, you, huh? Tim Curry was like, Darkness is one of the be- greatest villains of all time. Like just it, the way he looks, like it's, it's one of the it's greatest incredible. villains. Yeah, one of the greatest like uh, like costuming feats of yep. the 80s oh yeah he, he's and they, and uh tim curry's portrayal like his uh, he's he's amazing like yeah, yeah. yeah just the way he looks he looks the voice oh yeah 
So and his good. laugh is just like, uh, um, oh man. Well, he's the devil. Yeah, and that, I mean, co- that costume theory. is just like, uh, it's incredible. Well, he has that, that one scene where he's kind of like sidewalking, mm-hmm. and like all the flowing robes are behind him and shit. You're like, that's a... Yeah, remember when he comes out, and he's like his, his, his one foot comes, that hoof comes that's out? What, I think the same yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. When he's like walking up, and he yeah. just like kind of just dis- yeah, descending. Yeah, and when Mio Farrow, like, um, uh, sorry, Mia Sarah's like, uh, she's collapsed, because she's... Yeah. Uh, uh, when she see when he sees his hand come out of that uh, that mirror, mm-hmm. and she just and then yeah, that's when darkness comes out and his his robe is flowing in the yeah, wind. Yeah. Incredible scene. And he's about to kiss her, and then she like she's and she wakes up and sees his face like right here. Oh my god, it's the devil. That would I would. Ah. <laughs> it's awesome. There, I don't think since that okay, there's that scene there. There's maybe a couple scenes of Darth Vader walking, mm-hmm. like we're talking dude in cape sequences. Yeah, I don't think. There's any Batman that comes close to that, but there is uh, what was that one with um, Jennifer Lopez in that that uh, Tarsum Singh movie from the 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 friggin' oh um don't tell me uh it's called uh Cell the Cell yeah when uh the, the what's his name there Sergeant Pyle yeah when when he's playing the psychopath in the dream world oh um what's his name Vincent D'Onofrio Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. and he gets up as the king from the throne oh, yeah, and it's walks crazy, on the steps yeah. that is again. Underrated movie, great movie, like great uh, movie. Uh, when they, of, when they... of the show, Raji loves that movie. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure he does, because yeah. um, D'Onofrio was kind of jacked in that movie. Yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. And it, it just visually, it's, it's such an amazing looking movie. When they like multi-sect the horse, yeah, like fuck, man, what an amazing movie. Yeah, it's like it's 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 a even if like even if you don't like the whatever it's about, um, it's uh, well, it's a it's like could... a kidnapping thriller, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but the the idea is very cool. But uh, just on a visual standpoint, you can just watch it and just be like a mesmerized by it. You're like, wow, this is so cool. Everything that guy does is just like eye candy. Mm-hmm. Like everything, every movie he's made. Like there was that. There's the fall with uh, Lee Pace. Yeah, the fall is phenomenal. It's a it's a dude who's in a hospital in like after World War One, I, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's just like lying to a little kid because she's feeding him meds. Yeah, he like gets to go get him more morphine because he's an addict, and yeah. he just keeps telling her stories. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he also do that uh, that movie with Henry Cavill? Which one? I don't know. I know. I know he did that. He did the. Um, I think he did Snow White too, right? The. I think he did. Yeah. The Phil Collins kid, Lily Collins. That's Snow White. Yeah. Um. What was it? That guy makes incredible movies. Okay, that's gonna bother me. Okay. Tarsum Singh. Just look at what he did. But as far as like visual storytelling goes, there's not a lot of really like great out there directors outside of like uh, like Tarsum Singh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. You know these guys here who do that wild shit. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the Fall. The Cell. Um. That's gonna bother me. Uh, director, um, director as director, <laughs> Immortals, the Immortals, Immortals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That not, was not, him too. Yeah, not a great movie, but just uh, visually incredible. Visually incredible. I'll yeah. tell you, uh, I, there was the one that Cavill did that came out just before. Because I think Immortals was about Theseus, right? Yeah, it's another Theseus movie. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, there is the one that he did just before Superman came out. Henry Cavill did. That was him and Bruce Willis. Plays Bruce Willis's kid. Yeah. That was filmed like two or three years before the Theseus movie, mm-hmm. and then the Theseus. And then I was like, no way, this is not Superman. This guy's a whiny punk ass little yeah. prick. I don't want this Superman. And then that one came out. The Immortals comes out, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh no, yeah, I get, it. okay, yeah, I see exactly. what's going on here. He looked, yeah, this he looked, is definitely Superman. yeah. He looks amazing in Immortals. Oh, yeah. he's super jacked. Yeah. In Immortals, not a terrible movie. Like the God fight in that movie. Yeah, the, it's it's definitely not. That's like, how gods would fight. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a six point five movie. I would give it. A six point five out of ten. It's like just on. Just That's a, pretty high. Yeah, I would give it a six point five. 
That's, I mean, when you think about it, like, yeah. I mean, five would be it would be average. Yeah, it's, it it is for me. It's above average. Well, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll take that. Uh, it was it was at the same time as the three hundred sequel. And I yeah. think it did a better job being a three hundred movie than the three hundred sequel did. Hands down. Yeah, yeah, because the three hundred the three hundred sequel is not as good as the as the book. The book, the 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 three hundred sequel, the Xerxes is actually much much better. The yeah, the the big the there's like four parts I think, and then he does the uh, yeah the extended edition like he did a three hundred exactly it's like a huge book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super cinematic. It's really good. Yeah, the um <laughs> um actually my cousin was uh uh I was I was just actually at, at his parents' house before I came here, um uh and I go he said, have you seen the TV? Sh-? He, goes, uh, he goes, have you seen the TV show uh, um Watchmen? No. So like, he just founded it. How old is he? Uh, little kid? Have you ever, you, no, you've met my cousin Jaskiath, right? Oh, yeah. So he's our age. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, I it was like some little kid. He's like, have you seen Watchmen? No, no, he's Jaskiath's like, like almost 40. And uh, he's, uh, he's like, have you seen it? I said, oh, man, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I said, how much did you like it? That's all. That's what I was, uh, And he's like, he goes, that's probably the best show I've seen. And he, well, he watches everything. And he's like, that's probably the best show I saw this year. I would say in the last 12 months for sure, mm-hmm. it's the best show I've seen the last yeah. year. I loved it. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. There was, no. yeah. Well, actually, we talked about why I love it. I love it because it's a sequel to the comic book and not the show yeah. or the movie, mm-hmm. but it still carries all the visual elements of the movie that made the movie really good. Yeah. That's right. And it doesn't fuck up the ending of the movie. It keeps mm. the ending from the comic. Yeah. And exactly. And it's, it's, it's so well cast. It's so no. well shot. Um, full of, uh, plot twists. Yeah. Easter eggs. Yeah. Whodunits. Whodunits, uh, based on a, True American history. Yeah. Uh, just it's just amazing. So, uh, um, yeah. I mean, the first time I think, I don't think they've done a Black Wall Street sequence in a movie ever. No. And this did it to where you're like, no way. Mm-hmm. But um, I had done like for for some reason we had a teacher in high school that was talking about it, and so I kind of had like a pretty good idea of Black Wall Street. But um, so I knew it was bad. Like I knew it was really bad. But then you see them do it in Watchmen. You're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. they uh, they really didn't up the ante, but made you realize how bad it was. Like when yeah, you, it's 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 it's, it's eye opening than anything. Dropping else. bombs from private planes in the sky. Yeah, and it's like, oh, they really did that. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty brutal. Pretty sad. Yeah. But uh, and then I asked him. I said, have you read Watchmen? Yeah. And uh, he's like, no, I haven't read it yet. Oh, dude. I was like. You are in for a treat. You will love it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. If you, he said, I said you like the movie. He, like he, like I think, he, yeah, he liked the movie. He loves the series. I'm like, you have to, you have to read you it. You gotta do it, man. Yeah. I always feel like, uh, but that, I, that made me feel good because like when you read it, you'll be like, Mike, I'm, so, you're gonna, you, I'm jealous that you're, you're just gonna enjoy right? it so much, like so much. There's that. The only way I can describe the glee that I feel mm-hmm. when somebody's about to have a good time like that mm-hmm. is, um. And it's not even a Glee scene. It's like the opposite of it. But the scene in uh, in Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. when that the guy with all the gears, the robot guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they're going to talk about the gear wars. Yeah. He's like, okay, you are in for a treat. And he fucking, but it's a boring story. Oh, yeah. But I feel the glee that that robot man felt mm-hmm. when somebody else is about to to embark on like a, a visual read, like a graphic novel or like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But when they... There's a different thing to like, you know, going somewhere. Like, oh, you're gonna go to Germany, you have a great time. Yeah. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Who knows, right? But when you know that somebody's going to read or touch a comic book or a book or see a movie mm-hmm. and have a really good time, yeah. Like, oh man, I envy you, man. Oh yeah. Like, I know this is good, mm-hmm. and most people like it. I think you're gonna like it too. Yeah. Actually, you know what? There's a another good book I I uh, 
I'm not sure if you have time for a, a book that I would recommend. I do have time for uh, many books that you recommend. If you um, I can, I'll, I'll lend, I'll, I'll bring it uh, for you next time. But well, uh, yeah, better. It's uh, it's called Burning Chrome. Burning Chrome. Yeah. Is the like the making of or what it was? No, that? it's a, yeah. it's a, it's just uh, it's it's by William Gibson. Oh, Burning Chrome. Okay, I thought you were talking about like the what's it called? The Black and Chrome from oh, no. Mad Max. No, the uh, this is a. Uh, but you've heard of the book, obviously. Yeah, I've never read it though. I have it. Yeah, I've I'll, actually never read Burning Chrome. I'll, I'll next next uh, next podcast. I'll bring it for you. I'll give that. I will give that a read. I'll even put it in my phone. No, nicely done. Uh, I'll pass you some Huxley, and we can uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can trade on dystopian messed up futures. Yep. Read Huxley before he's canceled, people. Yes. Because you know, I mean, they're coming for him. That's that sounds like a very Alex Jones thing to say. Oh God. But I read Huxley before they take him out too. Uh, I was reading this week. About, oh, actually, I went to uh, my buddy's place. Had a pleasant surprise. Got a phone call from a friend who I haven't talked to in uh, in years. More than five years, actually. Uh, I'm not going to name drop because he's going to be on and he might use a handle because mm-hmm. he can uh, tend to get a little bit controversial. But he lives out in the middle of nowhere. So we went down to his house. Oh, I went down to his house. I took a look at his little mini farm. He's got some chickens and stuff and uh, ate some ate some like free-range eggs. Free range. Incredible. Had a really really nice dinner with his wife and his kids. That's where they, that's where they mentioned that I actually switched to free range now. Did you? Yeah. No. All my all my eggs are brown. It's a it's a huge <laughs> difference. It is. The yolks are like they're like the sun. Yeah. Well, like that's what Homer said, right? Yeah. It's like looking at the sun. Yeah. They're they're so good for you. Um. But well, and his are are all fed by like scraps and food that he puts together and feed. Like it, mm-hmm. he's not just feeding them generic store bought, throw it in there and eat what they eat kind of stuff. Like they're 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 eating people food. Mm-hmm. Um. But I went down to his place. He's way, way out there. Like, he's about an hour, not an hour, like 45 minutes out of town. But I didn't, uh, it was one of those things where driving back, it was dark, and there were no street lights. Like, we're talking no street lights. Mm-hmm. There's just your car lights, and you might see the glint of a stop sign reflecting back at you. But I missed it. Like, I didn't realize how much I appreciated driving in, like, pitch dark. Mm-hmm. Like, old school, nighttime. Oh, I love it. Like, that uh, the whole, it. like, road trip in the middle of the night somewhere kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. It's been a while since I've done that. And doing that, like, it's at least five or six years since I've done, like, a nighttime drive anywhere. Oh, yeah. It's 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 the best feeling. It's the best, man. It's just one of those, like, you, it's you and your music and your stereo yeah, and if, the yeah, window down. Yeah, just... it's, yeah it's just, it has that old school, uh, it, for me, it has that old school kind of, like, uh, I might like, see a ghost because I'm on a country road. Like, it's, it's fucking fun. It's I don't so know, weird. It makes you feel like you're, like, those old school American, like, those old school American guys who, like, uh, in this, like back in the, like, old days. Route where, like, 66? Well, like, yeah, you just go from, like, you don't, you don't, like, have a stationary place to stay. You just move on from, like, location yeah. to location. You, like, you stop in one town, you meet some people, you get involved, like, in some circumstances, then next thing you know, you're on to the it's next town. Gap. Yeah, just move on. Just keep moving on. I had a, uh, a moderately fun, not a moderate, it was actually very fun, but mm-hmm. I had uh, a two, two of them. Two pretty fun road trips like that, where one well, one year I kind of went bonkers, I went batshit, like 2001. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, had a, I had a good car, uh, reliable, almost new. It was like a 90, I think a 98 Grand Am, so it was only like three or four years old. Mm-hmm. And um, just a pocket full of cash. I fucking drove all the I zigzagged up and down to the States, just mm-hmm. went wherever I could to see whatever I wanted to see. I saw like a bunch of fun stuff like that. I didn't have like stories. Like I didn't do the whole thing. It's like, oh yeah, all these stories where I did this and that. But I did do a little bit of base jumping with some people I met in a bar. Had a fun time there. Almost killed myself like doing weird crap like that. But just a fun time. And then uh, in 2004, 2003, I think, I drove down to Georgia. Mm-hmm. I had a job opportunity down there. And I got to do weird stuff. Like weird things would just kind of happen. Like I got almost hit by a, a tornado in Brandon, Manitoba. Then I drove down into, I think I was in 
uh, Wisconsin, and I saw the Trappers. The Trappers were playing like a local team out there. Like the Edmonton baseball team was playing a team out there somewhere. And it was one of those wow. weird things. Where I was like, I might be able to get a game. Like I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So I went and bought some KFC and looked for a baseball field. Never got there, but it was like weird crap I got. Yeah. And then um, I'm driving along. I just see these gigantic water towers outside of, uh, I think I was in Missouri. I think it was, I think it was, in, no, it was definitely in, what's it called? In um, Missouri. And I'm driving along. I see water towers with Superman on them. And then like Lex Luthor. And next thing you know, I'm in Metropolis, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. I'm in Metropolis. And it's Superman's hometown. So I drive in, and there's like statues of fucking Superman doing the pose in comic book shops, memorabilia stores. Holy shit. Everybody's got like American flags on it. I got to this weird, I got stuck on a riverboat. I was, I was just like asking for I directions. Didn't know this. Yeah. yeah, I'm asking for directions. I went to a boat with a guy, and he's pulling off. I'm just like talking to him, and I'm like, now I'm in the water. And he's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta put his back on the. Thought you were the guy who I'm looking for. I'm like, no, man. I'm just some dude asking for directions. Holy crap. How I had long, a weird road how trip. Long, how long was that road trip? Uh, just shy of two weeks, I think, I went down. Mm. Picked up a, a broad who I kind of knew. I All of a sudden, it turns out she had come back from overseas and was staying with her sister. Mm-hmm. So I picked her up in um, in Georgia and went to Disneyland and Universal Studios for a few days. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was just a, like a bonkers road trip. So when you do that kind of stuff, like that, that nostalgia, just like your, that sixth sense. Like, the same way it makes you not want to do something else, mm-hmm. it's like you get into the car and it's dark out and you're driving and all of a sudden you're like, your senses are heightened and you're having yeah. more fun. Oh, yeah. That's that's cool. Like, I, I, that's, I love that about, uh, I love stories like that about like, because um, I used to read like um, old school stories in the 1950s about like. Kerouac? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, um, it's just like, you know, what, like. Uh, motorcycle diaries? Motorcycle diaries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where you just like, where guys would just come in, like their life was just about going to one town finding a job for like so make enough money so they can move to the next town and yeah. just keep going and then like um i think that's why um that's one of the reasons why i love that movie uh drive so much drive the stallone drive no no with uh with ryan gosling oh drive drive yeah 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 i get it so like because he, he kind of reminded me of those old school american heroes that i used to read it was read lonely about. man right yeah the, Bruce so, Banner. yeah just this lonely guy just yeah. uh just just moving on to the next location and uh um and that vagabond lifestyle. Yeah, and just uh like didn't need a backstory. Uh just uh just got himself in the wrong situation mm-hmm. at the wrong time. And uh, like like drive is not a it's like it's it's like this this it's all about like the it's like, like the, the song by college, like you it's know it's not a an real ideal lifestyle for anybody. But at the same time, like there's a lot of elements to it that for guys of that kind of like, you know, the eighties Littlest Hobo, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the Highwayman. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's such a, it's the reason I, I think I liked it so much because it's such a, it's, it's such an amalgamation of like so many things I like about like, uh, like, like stories I've read, music I listen to, actors I like, directors I like. Eras um, that we love. Yeah, eras that we love. Um, and yeah, it was weird, but like, because it's not, and, and also, it, it's not a happy ending movie. Oh no! It's it, it's it's like you like you're happy. That, everybody gets it. Movie. Yeah, it's like you you're happy that he lived. Yeah. But you're sad that, like, what happens to him now? Like, you know, he's always gonna be. He's chased. Um, he can't stay in Los Angeles yeah, yeah. anymore. He have to leave that girl behind that you know that he really liked. And that's uh, the only like uh, positive outcome is for the the lady and the kid. Yeah. Like they're okay, and that's okay. Yeah, it was like a sacrifice. He's yeah. like, I can't be around you guys anymore. And, it's a modern uh, day gladiator. Yeah. It's sad. It was a sad movie, but I was it's, like, yeah, but yeah. it's an excellent movie. Excellent movie. Uh, wasn't it? Are you a speedwagon? That was the uh, the way they got the movie made. 
He yeah, was pretty driving much. Yeah, in a car yeah. with uh, the director. I yeah. can't remember what is what's his name. Nicholas Wine and Refn. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. driving in a car, Gosling. They had a meeting about the movie, and he wasn't sure if they like clicked. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know, man. And then like Ario Speedwagon comes on the radio, and Gosling starts humming it to himself. And he looks after, he looks over. And uh, Nicholas Winding Refn has got tears in his eyes. Yeah, and he's, like, and he's singing it too. Yeah, and they're like, this is what the movie should be about. Like, this is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> what a great, that's like, that is Hollywood Babylon right there. Yeah, it's, it's um, I think I remember when I watched, I remember like, when I first watched it, I was like, I'm like, I love this movie. And then when I bought it, and, I, and when I started watching it by myself, and I remember one time I. Uh, you like, can't watch that with people. No, it's like, it's, it's a very, uh, like I watched it in theaters, but then I watched it by myself. And uh, one time I, I, I smoked up and I watched it. And uh, at the end, I was like, I, I was, uh, I had tears coming out of my eyes. I was like, I'm like, wow, I'm like this is this is not. A, that's when I had the realization, I'm like this is not a happy ending. This is like, no man. Like when I really realized it, I'm like, man, I just feel so bad for this guy. Yeah. It is one of those. Um, it's a snapshot movie. It's like we're yeah, we're that's like true. A, yeah, that's that's true. Like yeah. we don't know what happened to him to get here. We don't know where this guy's gonna go. There's a there's a prequel there and there's yeah. a sequel there. Yeah. We literally walk into the the middle point of this guy's yeah. week. And then we see how the week kind of ends, but does it? I yep. don't know. Like, is Albert Brooks? Well, I mean, not Albert Brooks, but is anybody going to come after this guy? Yeah, you don't know because he just because he tells you he's like he goes the whole rest of your life you're going to be looking over your shoulder. Yeah, and uh, and so he and it's sad that this girl that he really that he just fell in love with is mm-hmm. um like is the causality of that almost yeah. and he but he doesn't care but he's like the best thing the only thing I can do is just run yeah and move on and. Uh, which kind of sucks, but uh, um, but yeah, what a like, my God, like it's just the movie gets better every time I watch it. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing movie. I yeah. mean, it's uh, it is one of those like every time you watch it, it kind of get something else from it. Yeah, I think that's because it's it. I don't think it's 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 not a it's it's more of an art house movie than anything else. I find. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an accidental mainstream because like the the other one that he did, the uh, Place Between the Pines, great same team. Mo- yeah, great movie. Great movie, yeah. not enjoyed at all, but very um, not enjoyed like like in in mass audiences. Not commercially, yeah, commercially successful. Yeah, but um, also like not well understood. Mm-hmm. Uh, very art house. Yeah, but also really good. Yeah, and there's a, there's another movie he did with that one he shot in Bangkok uh, or in Thailand or something with with, with, with Ryan. Uh, Ryan Gosling. With Ryan Gosling, and didn't he? Didn't he do? It's about fighting or something, right? Yeah. Um, God, what the hell is that? Yeah, it's got a good title too. It's all about underground fighting. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? I'm sorry, I have to look it up. No, no, it's good because yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be stuck in my head as well. But yeah, it's um, there is something appealing, I think, about those like lonely, like solitary character movies. Yeah. Like we we kind of grew up watching them, so for us, it's like a, it's a really big deal, right? Or buddy cop movies. Yes, that's something else. Like, like our generation kind of kind of loves is buddy cop movies and solitary. Speaking of buddy cop movies, uh, you know what my favorite ones is hmm. the Nice Guys. Nice Guys is pretty great. Unbelievable movie. The I Nice get... Guys is uh, is like, fuck, it's really good. Only God forgives. Only God forgives. Yeah. The Nice Guys, another director from from you know, <laughs> the school of eighties buddy cop yes. action movies. Yeah, Shane Black. Shane Black. Man, it is. It's a gem. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Unbelievable movie. A gem. Yep. And The Nice Guys is like the perfect sequel. Yeah. And it's not even a sequel. Yeah. If, if you like Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, you're just going to watch it again mm-hmm. with two different actors playing two different characters in the same situation. Yeah. There's a guy, a guy, a girl, and a girl, and everybody gets fucked up. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah, it's just, you could tell those guys are just having so much fun making it. It's that such movie. a good time. Yeah. Until you die, you got a spiral fracture. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, give me your arm. You say, give me your arm. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling is is just short of perfect. 
when he throws the gun at him. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what else to do, so he throws the gun. I think when he's breaking to that that glass and he punches it, then he cuts he cuts his arm. <laughs> you know what it is? There is there is so much like uh, movie misconceptions in that movie. Yeah. Like that you just like you don't realize like, Brian Gosling plays the guy who thinks that you know you can just like jump over a car as it's speeding down the highway and yeah. you'll barrel roll land yeah, exactly. and start shooting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what's it called? R- Russell Crowe is like, no, you're gonna die. Yeah. He's the real. He's the guy who knows that no, a stunt man does whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when Ryan, he's got Ryan Gosling's arm. He's like, tell him he got a spiral fracture. Yeah. And he just breaks his arm. Gosling doesn't think it's gonna be that bad. He doesn't realize he's not going to be able to wipe his ass for like the next <laughs> six weeks, right? Because to him, it's just like, I'll punch the window and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, everybody I've, does yeah, this. Yeah, everyone does that. That's, like, how, that's where you're supposed to do it. No, man. That's not how you do it. You're supposed to get a rock and throw it through the glass and even then be very careful because yeah. that sharp glass will mess you up. Yeah. Oh, man. That was just that movie was hilarious. It's really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed the contrast between those two characters. Yeah. It's, it's just perfect. Either with the, sad, the sad thing is that after, after I saw that, I saw I, I gave pre- the... Uh, Predator, a chance that that Shane Black one. Yeah, oh yeah. my God, it's so bad. It's pretty awful. It's like it's un it's it's unwatchable. Yeah, I didn't do it because like the thing is like they call the Predator the Predator by name by name. Yeah, that's weird. It's so know. and then that Olivia that Olivia Munn chick. Yeah, uh, I can't stand her. Yeah, I, here's the thing. She is character specific. Oh yeah, she's incredibly good when somebody writes a character for Olivia Munn. Yeah, she, there's there's no like she can't like expand her horizons. No, well she <laughs> can if somebody play if somebody writes a role for her. Like she's an incredible in Magic Mike. She's really good in New Girl. Like when she plays, and they're two different characters. I think maybe it's. I don't know, Olivia Munn, I, I don't know why. She just rubs me the wrong way. Could be that. Could I think be that, that as well. I think that's, maybe it's me. I don't know. But then you put her as a space scientist. I'm like, I don't believe you as a space scientist the same way I don't believe Andy Dick as a space scientist. Exactly. Oh, it's Andy. not a gender-specific yeah. role. It's I don't believe you as a hardcore alien artifact-finding space yeah, scientist. Yeah, because she was like she was like dropping F-bombs and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God. See, is, yeah. same problem with the Lois Lane thing in Superman. Yeah. Like, the measuring dicks thing came out of nowhere. I'm like, you don't need that dialogue to show me that you can yeah, hang exactly. with the boys. Yeah, just, uh... Like, I don't need it. Yeah. Lois Lane is ultra-confident, good at her job, and scary intelligent. Yeah. And that's why she's intimidating to men. Yeah, she can stand up to Luthor. She doesn't give a shit. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need her to come in there and start like talking like one of the boys and smoking cigars and playing poker with the guys. I like, guess that's, that's not your character. No, you're you're highly lethal as an investigative reporter. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they, that's why you're. Yeah, that part was like lazily, like lazily written. Yeah, yeah. and that's the same thing that happens with the Olivia Olive Munn thing, right? So she's like walking around, just like dropping f bombs. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and the, yeah, and it, the special like it's such a cheaply made movie. Uh, I did see the ending because like everybody kept talking about it. The predator costume thing. Mm-hmm. So I saw that online. I didn't even see the ending. I saw the first like fifteen minutes, and I was oh, like, okay. "This is this is awful." But the um the end sequence when he's like, "Does it come in a forty long?" Whatever the hell he says, mm-hmm. it's it's bad. Yeah, like, it looks really poorly done. Yeah, it's t- oh god, just ugh. yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, uh, terrible. Movie. Did not like it. Will not watch. Well, I mean, I, I can't say didn't like. I haven't yeah. watched it, but I, I probably will. Yeah, watch it. I think it, the, my hope is that it, it doesn't render Shane Black unlike employable. Well, he's had two flops and a bunch of good stuff. Yeah. Like, he had Iron Man 3, which honestly, like, you know, on a second and third watching, like, I forgive it more and more each time. Iron Man 3 was definitely the weakest, I think, be- just because, I like Iron Man 2 just because of uh, Sam Worth, uh, no, not, uh, what's his face, um, uh, the the other billionaire in there, that actor. Hey, um, Sam something. Sam, yeah. Uh, fudge pal. No, it's, I uh. remember. He's now, uh, Ninja Turtles. He's, he's in uh, <laughs> uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's in Galaxy Quest. 
There's no air. Do you know? Sam, he's incredible. He's a, he's really good. Uh, was it? Aaron? I cannot remember his name at all. Oh my god, his name is hold on a second. Too much sugar, man. I had I had too much white bread and too much sugar. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Damn it. Fuck. Sam Rockwell. Fuck. Hey, while you got your phone in your hand, yeah. what was the movie he did with uh, the one recently about um, the, the all the assassins, the hitmen in the desert? And it's him and Christopher Walken. <laughs> it's done with the, the land of the blind. The blind man is king. With Christopher Walken? Yeah, yeah. Or he does the, the line about an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. The Rockwell's like, no, it doesn't. What the last guy? There's still one guy with one eye. Uh, let's see here. That's uh, that's another one not, stuck in the old. Not noggin. Jojo Rabbit. Um, no, definitely not Jojo. He was in Jojo Rabbit. Hmm. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Best of Friend Enemies. Uh, Best of Friend Enemies. Definitely. Was that, that two thousand? Was that two thousand twenty? Uh no, it was probably like twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. We're just we're just hanging out now. We're not even podcasting. Anymore. I'm just giving you things. Yeah, to you know what? Yeah, we'll discuss this later. <laughs> I uh, I made a I made I a bad there. <laughs> I made a terrible mistake. I asked you to look something up. Don't know the name. Yeah. And you did a deep dive, and I walked away. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got here, buddy? You must you have a lot there. I just kept doing notes all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hit a bunch of the stuff. Oh, there was I was, I was reading a thing about um people like cops when they when they go to break up a domestic dispute mm-hmm. and how like you're dealing with uh, the husband who might be beating up the wife. Yeah. And you pull the husband off, but then the wife pepper sprays you because like don't touch my husband. Yeah. <laughs> She's oh. the one who called you. Yeah, actually, you know what? I love watch. Um, like, it's not love, but I, sometimes I, I start watching like Karen videos. Oh yeah, that, we we had out here too. Yeah, that was uh, those are those are hilarious. I I I think it's hilarious that the Karens are like, don't stereotype me, but everything they do to get themselves on camera is stereotyping people. Yeah, it's like black people are dangerous. You should be careful. Lock your doors. <laughs> but then you're like, you're a Karen. She's like, don't stereotype me. I'm a working mother. You know, that, like, why did you stereotype somebody else? What What would happen if you actually like? Okay, is it against the law to spray water at someone? Like just re- I, I think it's probably chargeable. Is it chargeable? I no, would. Just regular water, if you had like a like a regular like wa- like like a regular spritzer, right? And you just sprayed them on them, and just or you dumped water on their head. Yeah, yeah, all that you're gonna get fined for. And that that can all sit under the realm of assault. I think it's a very um, fine line you're crossing. But really, if a cop wanted to really stick it to you, you're gonna go to court for that one. You're gonna you're gonna just end for, up just, taking for, a day off and standing in front of a judge to like, explain yourself. Like. I, I, I had to put a fire out. <laughs> yeah. Karen was hot. She's all fired up. She was yelling, but I didn't know what to do, so I just dumped up some water on her on put her head. Water just, on just, her head. To, just to cool her down. Um, but I'll tell you what. Like from things that I've dealt with firsthand, working in bars for as long as I did. Mm-hmm. If you spit on somebody, clearly assault because I don't know what you have. Yeah. If you throw a drink in somebody's face and they felt threatened enough, mm-hmm. like whatever it was, they could ask for you to be held because I'm going to call the cops. So it puts us in a gray area. More mm-hmm. often than not, it goes nowhere. Yeah. But depending on the cop and the situation, a drink in the face very easily can become assault because there could be ice cubes in there. Yeah. Maybe she just slipped in the glass wind. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's vodka. You're allergic to booze. We don't know, right? Yeah. So all that stuff can stand inside uh, the, the area of what an if you, What if you have it on camera like this? I, you drink it from a distance so you don't put your mouth on it yeah, yeah. and then put it on there and then and then do it. All of it, man. All of it is just you. And that could be premeditated. So now you're building a case. Mm-hmm. I'll give the tapes to the cops and they'll be like, oh, clearly, like, you know, you're planning on doing something. Mm-hmm. It didn't go the way you wanted to. So, I mean, you could get like a mischief charge. Like all sorts of things can happen. But at the end of the day, 
all of that very likely gets you in front of a judge. Yeah, I know. I, I think the best thing is you just shut the door. Just like, shut yep. up, go away. I have found, and I've used it a few times in the last couple of years, a couple times this year recently, the I don't speak English line, mm-hmm. like speaking perfect English. Yeah. Really messes people up. Oh, yeah. I've used it a couple of times now, and you look right at them and you say, hey, man, sorry, but I don't speak English, mm-hmm. but you have a good day. And you walk away. It just leaves them in a weird place. Like, they, they don't know where else to go with it. Yeah. Actually, no, I've, I've done that at safety meetings. Yep. Where I, just, I just say, like, okay, I, I, I do an accent. I do this couple of people I don't know. And then I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay everyone got the idea? Okay, good. <laughs> then I'll be like, uh, everyone's good? Okay. Like, I have a question. Then I have a question. I'm like, okay, what is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It throws them for a loop, man. Yeah, but then all of a sudden they're like, okay. Oh, you. Uh, they're like, okay, Now we're it. pals. Yeah. You've disarmed me, so now we're friendly. Yeah, but at first, I just thought you were another brown guy from yeah. India, didn't know shit. Yeah, I think I wouldn't even like give them. The, I wouldn't even like uh, if, if I got if I got. Uh, I like to know. I like to think that if I got involved with the care, and depending on what the circumstances are and what it was about, mm-hmm. it's like I just keep walking. I'd be like, I'd be like, go, go away, you fucking, like, oh, you fucking bitch. Like, Before it became like a a real thing, mm-hmm. I've I've had a fair share of run-ins with like people like that, like entitled. Like really self-entitled. I've only had it once, like uppity white people that I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only once, and then I just like, I, yeah, out in, out in the wild, in the bu- in, in a bus, in a bus, in an ATS yeah, bus. Yeah, and I just, uh, I think she, I was the bus rocked, and I elbowed her, and I got, I think I got her in the chest, mm-hmm. and then she, she's yeah, like, smack my boob. Yeah, that's what she said. She's like, oh my god, you're. Mal-. And then I just looked. I gave her a look, and I'm like, I looked her up and down. I didn't even say anything to her. I just looked at her. I'm like, 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 are you crazy? <laughs> and then, and then she kept going. And I kept looking at yeah. her. I'm like. And then everyone kept, then the everyone kept, then no one was looking at me. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just looking at her, like, yeah, why, yeah. like why don't you shut up? Like that was a, definitely an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, you're being kooky. Yeah, I was like, then I looked at her, and then then finally I just said, "What's wrong with you?" And then, uh, and then finally, then she got off at the next stop, and mm-hmm. I was like, "That everyone's like, they're like, you handled that really well." And I said, you, uh, "I said, you didn't freak out." I'm like, I'm like, you handled it well. Yeah, and I was like, "What the?" F-? And I said, "I'm like, ah, whatever, man. She's crazy." Yeah, man. Are we, I, and I said, "Yeah, she's crazy." But then, but now, as you get older, you're just like, "Man, what, what, what battles are people fighting?" Yeah, like what hill do you want to die on? Yeah. So I think, um, like in that in that situation, you just say to her, "Like, look, there's cameras all over this bus. Like, you just get off, hit the road." But yeah. I mean, again, like I think you handle it right. Because yeah. Because what are you gonna do? You gonna get in there into a, a like a, a screaming or shouting match with the lady? Yeah. And I, we were both, and it's a packed bus, and I'm like, yeah. you know, there's no room for us to fight. So yeah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> Drop headbutts. Yeah, exactly. I Casey like, elbows. Let's fucking start doing that Tom Cruise Mission Impossible yeah. Three Casey shit. <laughs> or like he, uh, he took it very literally. Yeah. Or or like Jet Li and that big that tall white guy in uh, um, kiss uh kiss the dragon. Or yeah, kiss the dragon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just get in tight. Yeah. In drop that, bombs in that toilet stall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hard smack, elbows. Smack each other's head. <laughs> God. For a little while, everybody's fighting in a bathroom stall or in a like the Born Identity thing, right? Yeah. Where he like lands in the building and it's just like. Number one, it's the worst shaky cam ever. But number two, it's like you're doing it inside of a phone booth. Like everybody's fighting in phone booths. Yeah, right. exactly. It's just it's it's not a fun. Yeah, because it, it just takes you out of the fight. I don't I don't mind if it's a phone booth fight, but there are ways to like you know Isaac Florentine get Isaac Florentine to direct yeah. all your action sequences involving a fight scene. Yeah, and then go back to doing whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, there's um uh actually you know actually one movie I, I saw the other day I just rewatched it was the Danny the Dog. Day of the Dog? Danny the Dog. Danny the Dog. Yeah. Why do I... This doesn't click. Danny the Dog. With Jet Li? Jet Li. Oh, um... 
It's got a different name though. Unleashed. Unleashed. Yeah. 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 Um, was it, Danny's dog like the the British title? Like was it like a maybe, different? Yeah. Yeah, it, it might have been because yeah. a lot of them have that. Mm-hmm. The rundown everywhere else is called Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why Welcome to the Jungle, like the the Jumanji two, mm-hmm. is the second movie with the same title. The Rock's done. Yeah. Wearing almost the same colors. The same colors. Yeah. Just exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the but yeah, Danny the dog is just uh, what a fantastic movie. I love that movie. It's a lot of fun. You know, you did the the soundtrack for the movie. I have no idea. Uh, Massive Attack. They yeah. did, they oh, did, they... you're right because it's a big deal. It's like in the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, Massive Attack and RZA did the music for it. Get out of town. Mm-hmm. That's a it's a very fun movie. Somebody like somebody well known directed it, didn't it? Like it was like a like an Anton Fuqua type of thing. No, you know it was uh yeah it was um what's his face uh it was like a name director. Right to the phone. While you're looking that up, we will talk about how the fight scenes in uh, in Unleashed are really good. Oh, they're, they're amazing. Because like he kind of fights the way somebody like an amnesiac who doesn't remember they know how to fight would fight. Louis uh, Louis uh, Leterrier. Leterrier, yeah. transporter. Transporter. Yeah. Uh, Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Incredible Hulk as well. Yeah. Underrated movie that one. Yeah. And uh, now you see me. Uh, Overrated movie. That yeah. One. Uh, transporter. Uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand whatever. Um, <laughs> Clash of the Titans. That uh, that Valerian was supposed to be a really big deal when it came out. Yeah, Astrid, it was not. Yeah, Asterix and Ubelex, the uh, mission of uh, Cleopatra. Really? Yep. The CG one that came out. Yeah, the Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Unreal. Uh, Grimsby, the Brothers Grimsby. Uh, I have not watched the Brothers Grimsby, but I'll tell you. Just the stuff I've seen in the trailer. Oh God, is super enjoyable. Okay, I want to say this about that movie. Okay, uh, the movie's hilarious. Yeah, like Sasha Baron Cohen's hilarious in that it's movie. It's a Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, movie. Rebel Wilson is awesome. I love yeah, yeah. Rebel Wilson. Uh, it's, uh, Mark Strong. Yeah, Mark Strong's amazing. He's good. In everything. He's always good. Yeah, but um, the scene that everyone talks about in that movie is as funny as 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 you think it is. Really, the um, the elephant scene yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Because that is like their. Uh, it is. It is. It's a signature scene in the movie. It's their Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. It's yeah. A, like the, the way it's set up, even and the, when it happens, it's like that. That they, they got like uh, Industrial Light ILM to do the to do the special effects just, for it. That, that's where you leave it. It's crazy. That's where you leave it because yeah. that's it. It is. It is one of those movies that when I saw the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens in the trailer, I'm like, I, I gotta watch. This oh, it's thing. amazing! Yeah, Rebel Wilson. And people is, shit all over it. Oh yeah, it's but uh, it's it's such a like Rebel Wilson. She's like, my dear Bobby. It's <laughs> like, look, he's just on this, sits on the chair, and she's like, spread your legs. Look, I'm like Sharon Stallone in Basic Instinct. Oh God, <laughs> Sharon Stallone. <laughs> God, so gross. Yeah, so she, gross. Back oh, then, have you seen her lately? She's oh, she's. She's ditched a shit ton of weight. I think she's down to like one. I think what was, he, was her goal weight one sixty five or something? Uh, she said something like she was ten pounds within her goal weight or something. Yeah, like that. So but yeah. like for her, well, she, she's yeah, she 10 looks, pounds. She looks great. Yeah, she she dropped a shit. Ton she's of oh, she's always been cute. Yeah, um, but like you know, <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely like she was wearing layers and layers of this really ugly coat. Yeah, but then like you know, not that you know you gotta be ugly, but like it was doing a lot to her, and then she lost a lot of weight, and she's like she's feeling good about herself. Yep. Exactly, yeah. Which is excellent. Yeah, and, she, and she's, I, I love, she's she's naturally funny. Like, that's what I love about her. She's not like a comedian trying to tell jokes. You can tell she's naturally just a funny person. She has good timing. Yeah. Yeah, she has really good timing. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got this way of kind of like, uh, she takes that, um, like, I mean, I, I shit on Bridesmaid quite a bit because it feels like 
they're trying to they, they're trying to do cringe comedy, mm-hmm. but instead they drag a premise so far past cringe comedy, yeah. and they're like, now you're just boring me. Now you're just boring, yeah. Whereas like her part in that and her part in everything is like she just nails her cringe timing so well. Oh yeah, it's it's incredible. Like, she could have been on The Office. Oh, easily. Hands she would have been a breakout star in The Office. Yeah, like she she been hilarious in The Office. <laughs> oh, would have been phenomenal. Yeah, like, she's like, oh, I lost my panties. <laughs> Sure, you sure your ass hasn't swallowed them again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you duff. No, you dumb twat. <laughs> Bobby, British cursing. Bobby, <laughs> fucking love British cursing. How's I got here? So I, uh, I started. I'm, I am, sorry, not sorry, sorry, about uh, watching junk food TV. Like I, I watch junk food TV because I, I feel like you have to watch a. Certain... Well, it exists, so like you have to. Sometimes you have to watch it. It's not even that. Uh, like I won't watch any Real Housewives stuff. I just think there's nothing. There's nothing that's to learn garbage. there. That's all. That's just garbage. Yeah. Like that's just that's just waste. Yeah. That is that is like bowels being evacuated on television. Yeah. Nobody needs that shit. Mm-hmm. Kardashian, same thing. Like there's nothing you're gonna learn from that. Yeah. But there's like junk food TV, like The Bachelorette or The Bachelor or like American Idol, Ninety Day Fiance, Not, even that one. But yeah, I get around the same. That they're they're still edible. It's still edible. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you have to watch a certain amount of junk food TV. Just so like your brain keeps functioning, like you can still be funny or make commentaries. I, th- I think I think what you're talking about is that uh, like I think the way I look at it is that you have to watch junk food TV because it kind of resets your palate for like what do you think good TV is? Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. But it keeps you sharp. It's yeah. like you have to hang around with con men so you don't get conned. Yeah. And you got to watch junk food TV so you know what's good. Yeah, and you can appreciate what's really good because they you, like yeah. you can't just like uh like for example for me it's like. I started watching Westworld like the season two. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, do I do I like this because it's Westworld, or like, can I look at this objectively and be like, mm. is this a good show still? And I was like, this second season is uh, this show was garbage. Now I can't watch it. Really? I, I did not like second oh. first season was awesome. I can't real. Yeah, I, can, I I just had somebody sing the praises of season two to me. I did. Yeah, I did not oh, like wow. season two. Yeah, really, I haven't seen season one. Season one's unreal. Yeah, I, I didn't. I yeah. didn't even get into it. I'm a I'm a three seasoner. Like I need to have a show beyond like three and like be confirmed for season four. Yeah. Before I get in, because I don't like that thing where you watch and it's like season three, close. Just happened with Into the Badlands. Mm-hmm. Into the Badlands looked great. Season one really good. Mm-hmm. Incredible fight sequences. Yeah. And then gets canceled on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I think the the problem is that when you see like a, a show that um, uh, like starts out great, and then when you see then when it goes bad. Mm-hmm. You're just like okay now now what's gonna happen after this now yeah. is it gonna be is it gonna continue to be bad or they're gonna fix it but they're gonna make but the damage has been done so what are they gonna do now they have to like change things to like and now that's, next thing you know the show suffers because of all the changes they make right mm-hmm. whether bad or good but you're like you know what Dexter. it's this the the stain is still there that's the the Dexter stink yeah yeah De- I, De- De- I, Dexter is a perfect and they're gonna remake it too they're gonna redo Dexter again yeah I just saw that yeah now I'm a guy who has not watched any Dexter. I don't know who the characters are outside of the. He's like an ME who's also a serial killer. Is that yeah, what it is? Dexter. Dexter. The first couple of seasons were unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but then it, it it fell in love with itself, and then after that, it's like uh, yeah, I dig, he, the ending was just like it's like it's pretty bad. It's terrible. It's like it's like Game of Thrones bad. Yeah. See now that's I think that's what happened to me is I didn't get into it, but it like I was I was doing the three season thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll wait until it was like three or four seasons out, then I'll jump into it. And I won't get let down by a cliffhanger because, mm-hmm. like, now it's, it's too big to fail. Yeah, they're not gonna cancel this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I and as soon as I was about to get into it, I think it's like season four or five started, mm-hmm. and immediately everybody's like, "What the? F-? 
fuck is this shit? What did you do to my show? Mm-hmm. And uh, right away, I was like, I guess I'm not watching Dexter. Yeah, it's it's, and the thing is, like, that happens now more than ever because uh, expectations are so high for people. You can't mm-hmm. make everybody. You're trying to make everybody happy. You just can't. You just can't make a good show. And so, um, the uh, the opposite kind of happened on Ray Donovan. Yeah, Ray Donovan was like six seasons of just or like five seasons. Of incredible, yeah. Like season that, one, that's actually great. one of Sandy's favorite shows. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah. Like one is great, two is better, three is better, four is better, mm-hmm. five resolves the show. Yeah, and then they're like, "Let's do season six because you're so popular." And they're like, "We don't want to, but let's do it." And six is better, and then like I think the next one is seven, which is also really good. And they're like, "Canceled." Yeah, because the thing is, I th- like, you motherfuckers made us yeah. unresolve what we resolved. And now you have a cliffhanger, you pricks. Yeah, because I, th- I think the the thing is too is like when you're having a show I'm not fired up from the sugar. I know, man. You're a <laughs> you're a little on edge there. I'm a little on edge today, man. You're, you're like, you're like... Just, <laughs> just keep it to, keep it together, man. Yeah, I don't. I think the um like shows have to like they have to follow a certain arc. Yeah. And um if they if they're d- just making th- things confusing for confusion's sake, or mm-hmm. they're making things like idea like grand ideas like that you can't even fathom, or they just shoot for the stars just for the just to make it just to do that for uh, just for doing it for uh, either ratings or just to make it big just for bigness sake. MacGuffining it. Magu- yeah, yeah. That, you're that, MacGuffining that, the whole thing. That's what that's what West, that happened to Westworld. Really? I found that that's what happened to Westworld. And so uh, they just got too big. They they didn't know where else to go. Too complicated. With it. Too like. Uh, um, they'd want to do, I think they just want to do too much too fast. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Man. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Cause like Westworld is unreal. It, the first season was excellent, but, um, after that I was like, hey, you know what? Okay. If this is what's going on. I'm like, why am I going to spend my time watching this show? Like, there's that's no a, point. That's what happened to the, and like a much smaller scale of a show, but that's uh, the guy zombie show there. CW had one of their, like, uh, their weird, like, you know, quirky shows. Mm-hmm. I zombie mm-hmm. really fun procedural drama with a, with like a twist. Mike Allward wrote the comic book. Mm-hmm. So I kind of liked the, the first few episodes, issues of the comic. I liked the art style, so I jumped in. Yep. It became my like uh, my Netflix thing while I'm drawing or while I'm eating or making dinner. Just pop it on. Yep. And then they got like, all of a sudden, like season three rolls up and they're like, let's go huge. They're, everybody knows there's zombies now. It's going to be a zombie society within the city and walls and this and that and we'll make commentaries about real life. Like, no, man. Why don't you slowly build up to that? No, their bread and butter was always like, you're a procedural about weird monsters who have an underground society in your city. That's what your bread and butter was. Mm -hmm. But then you turned it into like a secret society becomes out there and now you've got like humans living with zombies. But one is super powered and one is not and everybody's scared of each other. Yeah. It's like you you made it into like pre-Walking Dead Atlanta and it's just got, I don't know, too much, too, too big. Yeah, I don't know. The, the scale it back. Yeah, it, it, the, the, I think yeah, it's like the, sometimes with TV, less is more. And yep. then uh, you have to know when to like uh, when to drop the bomb on people and be like, "Holy oh, yeah. shit!" Like now, I can't wait for like the, like something big's happening on the horizon because that, that's how you draw people in. You don't just like you don't just drop you just don't drop everything on, on them uh, all in one season. I'm like you know then do a quick cash in for like for for review for popularity sakes. Like that, that's I think that's what happened. That's what that's what I felt happened to Westworld. Yeah, just like all of a sudden it got massive. Yeah, so it didn't have to be because like Westworld is like, um, it's it's it didn't have to be because it's so in- the, this the premise is so interesting. Mm-hmm. There's so many other ways you could they could have planned that out, but they didn't. So like in my opinion anyway. But like uh, yeah, that, that's how that's how I felt about Maybe it. Maybe I'll give it a go. I I've always hated that. I've always hated like when shows got. But that's just my opinion. But if you want, but definitely, I don't want you to miss out on something that you might. No, like, I mean, so. I'm interested now just to see like, like what what you mean because for me, my biggest pet peeve in any show has always been that you okay. Like a great example is the the iZombie thing. You've got a police procedural 
with some really good comedy. Like, no TV comedy. It's not like, you know, you're not breaking ground here. This is like Lenny Bruce. Yeah. It's like some fun, like, mindless, junk foodie TV comedy. Mm-hmm. And the premise is that you've got this one person who's an ME, who's also a zombie, mm-hmm. who eats brains to get memories to, like, solve crimes. Yeah. That's all you really need. That's all that show really needed. Mm-hmm. And it had a really good uh, antagonist who was, like, kind of, like, on the outside, like a zombie drug dealer mm-hmm. who's dealing in brains. Yeah. And it's a fun idea. And then you could you could build up the showdown between the two characters mm-hmm. about how one wants to maybe scale their shit up and then the other one is just wants to be a cop. Yeah. And, you know, who's going to find out who's what and whose hearts are going to get broken kind of thing, right? Really like soapy, dramedy, dramedy kind of shit. Mm-hmm. They could have stayed there. But instead, they just like scaled up to where the whole world knows about this thing that's out there now. Mm-hmm. And then it became like a, like a social commentary on this massive scale. Like, it's, it became army, like, literally, it became army versus army. Mm-hmm. A zombie army, well-armed zombie forces fighting well-armed human forces. Yeah. Like, this is not what I signed up for. I wanted a fun little low-key show. Yeah. I didn't want the whole world to know that there's, like, major consequences now. Yeah. And then you scaled it up, and you kind of lost me. Yeah. So, like, this is just, like, you know, I like watching baseball while I cut chicken. I like watching this while I chop veggies. And now I gotta pay attention to shit. I don't know. I gotta... No, maybe, yeah, maybe it just wasn't... Just wasn't wasn't written for someone like you in mind. Maybe that's exactly <laughs> what it was. But they they rope adobe me. Yeah. So they did. They showed me my show and they gave me something else. Yeah. The that's the thing. Like, do you think uh, do you think George Lucas will make Star Wars for people like us ever? George Lucas? Well, they might want him back. Who knows? You know, he wanted to call Ray Winky. Okay, never mind. That's that. <laughs> I, 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 retra- I retract my statement. Uh, in an original idea that he had for that character or a character adjacent mm-hmm. to Ray. The name he was going to give that character was Winky. That would have been on paper in a script somewhere. Yeah. So that's the George Lucas. See, here here's my problem. But then then again, that wouldn't have stuck. It probably yeah, Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks would have maybe been a Sith Lord named Jar Jar Binks. Well, I, I'm saying I don't think that would st- that would stick now. Wicket W Warwick. Wicket. But but Wicket was never used. In the, in the movie. Is, is in the titles. In the titles, yes. It has a, as a, yeah. as a titles but, but, role. But, but the term Ewok is never used in the movie. Is it not used? Ah, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's a joke in itself, right? It he is. wanted Wookiees. Yeah. yeah. And they told him, no, mm-hmm. Disneyfy this thing. Yeah. And he called them Ewoks. Ewoks. He just took the E from the front, and he, or from the back, and he moved to the front. Yeah. And then he's, instead of eight feet tall, he made them little dwarfies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, uh, my hope is that the the Star Wars thing does not c- include like the, the next trilogies or whatever they're gonna make. It's like it's like uh, you start a new story, darkness, and then end it off on a high note. Like that's because that's exactly what it'll be. That's that's the new formula. They've lost all creativity. Oh yeah, yeah. There's um, there's because they have, they're always gonna harken back to like, when was Star Wars most successful? Yeah, the original trilogy. Yeah, um, what made it successful? Yeah, four, yeah, four five, and six. Yeah. Okay, why? That that's the seed. So like, how can we like extrapolate from that? Mm-hmm. And so uh, okay, we're gonna t- okay. Have something, have some sort of lineage, to, linkage to like Skywalker and all this shit. No, man. And I'm like, no. Nah, There's some whatever. doofus at a desk who, like, everybody's quiet, and then he yells, "Good versus evil," and then somebody else is like, "He's got it." Yeah. Promote that man. Yeah, exactly. Good versus evil. The only thing, found a new director. Yeah, the only reason, the only way I would like watch it again is because if they if they go on the expanded canon that's already like established. So I'm out. Yeah. I'm I'm completely. Out. I've I around. Before I watched Last Jedi, when all the hate came out, mm-hmm. I think I said it here, where it's like, they're just not for us anymore. Yeah. They've they've begun making it for a new audience. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the second that lightsaber went through Han Solo, 
and I'm, I didn't see Han Solo meet Luke again. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't an option anymore. Yeah. I was in the theater, I was out. And then when they showed Luke, just kind of like, you know, get the uh, the aerial shot mm-hmm. over wherever the hell they are, mm-hmm. and then the, the the credits roll, I was out. Yeah. Right there, I was like, oh, so I didn't get the three, the three, the trilogy, the Trinity reunion that I wanted. Yeah. We're not going to ever get that. No, we're never going to get that. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Later. Yeah. I'm done. I'm outie. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they force Ghost uh, Han, which isn't the same thing. No, it's not. I'm done. No, because because then, they, but then you, deep down you know why they're doing it. Well, I mean, I know it's a passing of the torch. Yeah, but like, here's the deal, man. So you give me like a a, a legacy series, mm-hmm. and then you tell me how you're going to pass the torch. Well, I assume that you're going to pass the torch from legacy character characters to other legacy characters. Mm-hmm. But instead, they create a whole new world of characters who have nothing to do with the old characters, and and characters like no one really really cares about. No one really cares about because you you've already created them. Mm-hmm. Like Darth Vader was already created, but then we learn about the ties that Darth Vader's got to Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and then to Obi Wan, and all that stuff. And then after all that's done. We jump back and see how the whole thing was built. Yep. But over here, they're like, here are some fully formed characters who just, ah, this one went bad, and that one's somebody's kid, and here's a black guy for diversity. Yep. Yeah, I'll make yeah, out. Yeah, there's, here's a, they introduced an Asian woman for the, the Chinese market. Well, they can't let the black guy kiss the white girl. No. Because, I mean, the Christian, right. <laughs> like, are you, they, they'd burn theaters down. Yeah. They're, they're still, man, black guys kissing white girls in a major franchise, it, it's making people's heads explode. Still happening. Yep. So it'll. They couldn't have that. What do we do? I don't know. Chinese people. They 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 buy into these. Mm-hmm. Well, give the black guy a Chinese girlfriend. Yep. It's like, are you sure? Because commercials in China clearly tell us that we don't want to see that shit either. Yep. Because everybody's got problems. Oh yeah. yeah this whole this whole world has problems. <laughs> the whole world's got problems, man. Everybody's got to get over their shit. Yeah. But um, no, I I'm done with Star Wars yeah. in general. I think uh, they're just not for us anymore. No, they're not. Yeah, no. they're, they're done. Yeah, so if you want to watch Star Wars, watch the uh, four, five, and six. You know what? And, and, order. Yeah, and or just or, um, not even watch stuff. Like just read read original canon. Stuff. Read about the original canon stuff. But <laughs> I highly recommend watching it in machete order. I really enjoyed it, and I look back on the prequel trilogy with a new a new new eyes now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, look up Patton Oswalt's machete order viewing order for Star Wars. Yeah. And enjoy the hell out of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. But okay. See, if you do machete order, you're gonna miss out on that new, the new thing, the new fan theory. The only fan theory I've read in maybe years. I looked back on, and thought, now there's a guy who knows what he's talking about. The high ground theory. But Anakin, I have the high ground. Mm-hmm. So did you read it? You know what I'm I didn't talking about? I read it, but I, I, I've heard about it. So everybody talks about how Obi Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. tells Anakin he's got the high ground. We think as as. Our age group, I, I don't know if you view it the same way. I don't, I've never really read it anywhere. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a callback to like Errol Flynn. Yeah. Like all those old movies. Because yeah. you would see him fighting the bad guy on the staircase. Mm-hmm. Or Princess Bride. Yeah. Where he's higher up. So he's got like Army the advantage, darkness. right? <laughs> Army of Darkness. Yeah. Like you always see those, like the staircase fights. We've got a guy sword fighting. Mm-hmm. And the good guy is winning because he's higher up. So we assume, because George Lucas has all these ideas in his head about like all those old movies and yeah. Errol Flynn and Robin Hood, that it's a callback to that. Mm-hmm. Well, this Reddit user, he does this thing where he talks about the high ground as it as it relates to Star Wars. When you had Obi-Wan hanging from the little post after Qui-Gon dies and Darth Maul is taunting him, Obi-Wan does this weird flip over him and ends up stabbing him and, or cutting him in half yeah. by he uses the force to get the lightsaber. Yeah. Now, that's not high ground. Darth Maul had the high ground. Yeah. The high ground comment comes in because Obi-Wan, according to this user, the Reddit guy, has gone, that, gone through that fight in his head over and over again. 
And he thought, man, I just got lucky. I just got lucky. I jumped over him. He was higher than I was. He had the advantage of seeing how I was going to come to him. And every time he thinks about that fight, he loses. Because mm -hmm. Darth Maul is a better swordsman. He just got, like, high on himself yeah. by taunting Obi-Wan. Yeah. Now, he's clearly told this to Anakin over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like, if he wanted to, he could have done this. He could have done that. He would have jumped over. He could have cut my one arm off, both my legs off, and left me burning on the ground. Yeah. So when he's telling Anakin he's got the high ground... He's basically telling him, I've told you this story over and over again, man. Mm -hmm. Like, if you try and move, I'm up here. Mm -hmm. I'm on the high ground like Darth Maul was. I'll cut you down. Anakin's so, like, high on himself, mm -hmm. he goes for the same jump that Obi-Wan went on Darth Maul. Ah. And Obi-Wan takes an arm, and he takes the legs, and he leaves him there. Mm -hmm. That's the high ground comment. But it makes so much sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I was I was sold, man. I don't care for fan theories or like fan like breakdowns of, of scenes the same way with you in the comedy. Yeah, and that's called a callback, people. That's a tenant of comedy right there. Yeah, there you we go. just did it again. We just did it again. We're incredible at this shit. <laughs> we are so good at this shit. But I do believe in that. I, I this is the only fan theory I've read in a long time where I was like, yes, I'm mm -hmm. on board. Oh, okay. That was a. That was a we we uh, ran the track on that one. Yeah, we were we uh, ran a train through that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. It's <laughs> uh, so dirty. It's a great line from The Walking Dead. When you're here, when uh, Negan, in the comic, it's not, I don't think it's in the show because I don't watch the show, mm -hmm. but Negan is talking to Rick in the comic. He's like, I'm a reasonable man. I didn't, your kid's been with me all day. If I wanted to, I would have my guys run a train through your kid. Yeah. But I abhor sexual violence. <laughs> I'm like, fucking, right there, I was like, Negan's a great character. Oh, yeah. In the comic, he's so good. I know how he is in the show, but in the comic, Negan is, he's the best. Mm -hmm. um, I think we hit it all, pal. Uh, yeah, I don't got anything else. Uh, like I always say, the music has been playing for some time now. Well, then, uh, and as I always say, peace out. <laughs>